This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. It is Saturday, October 15th, 2022. And this, my friends, is Grapsity. Welcome to another edition of Grapsity here on your Saturday. I'm Will Washington alongside Philip Lindsay. I'm here. I try not to be mean to anybody. Um, I try not to look perturbed. We're in the building. <laughs> Come on, man. Let's go here. Mr. Righteous Reg. Oh, my God. It's me. I'm in the building. Your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. It's me, media man, the game changer. You know, you know what it I'm, is. Uh, what building is that, Reg? Uh, it's a building. There's a building somewhere in a place that exists somewhere. Aha, look at this man. Look, I'm on, on location. Beach. I'm just trying to like, I'm going to give you guys a word of advice. Just go for it and keep going for it until things aren't anymore. That's all I have to say. Just make your own interpretations. But if you're going to go for it, go for it, baby. That's right. That's it. It's life lessons. Yeah, nah, I, I believe in that as well. Um, and yeah, Scrapsity. A lot has happened this week. Uh, so, cause I forget, we haven't done a show since extreme rules. So like right. there's, extreme. there's stuff out there that happened in the last week, but Hey, before we get to that, uh, I want to make sure that, uh, you're doing what you can to support Grapsity. Um, one of the quickest ways to support is simply bam, hit that like button right there. Uh, just give us a thumbs up. Uh, also you can help donate to Grapsity, donate a super chat. We read those during the show. We read those all throughout the show. Uh, also donate a Humper Chat, humperchats.com. You can send those all throughout the week. You can send those at any point. Just make sure you're identifying what show it's for. Uh, and we read all of those all throughout. Uh, but yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy wrestling week. Um, Every time, never fails. Have we had one where we're just like, that was a boring week? Nah, it's been a while. Nah, it's been a while. Although, mm. I'll say this. It has been a, let's say, non-confrontational week. There's been yes. no, like, drama. Everything week. is in the ring, actually. Everything <laughs> is. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Yeah, that was a little drama. Uh, are you talking about Twitter drama or just, like, wrestling? Oh, no, no we're no, talking no, about, no, like, no, wrestling, wrestling drama. Wrestling drama. I'm talking yeah, about, like, drama. nobody fighting behind the scenes this mm-hmm. week. Nobody... Ask Nobody got slapped. Nobody's trying to get go to see their girlfriend at the other company. Like, you know, 
Yeah. And we had, I mean, I will say that we had some movement uh, because, of course, we talked Bound for Glory last week. Bound for Glory is a really interesting show Ooh. these days because Bound for Glory tends to be the show where uh, Impact hits the reset button. It's the Impact season finale yeah. for the year. <laughs> because mm -hmm. a lot of people, their, their contracts are up and they split. And so, um, as a matter of fact, the the oddest one, of course, is I won't say odd. It's odd on Impact's part, not odd when you saw the outcome, right? Because we saw the Kingdom, my dear friends, Mike uh, Bennett, Maria Canellis, and uh, Matt Taven uh, showed up on Rampage last night. Mm -hmm. uh, they are the Kingdom again, uh, not the OGK, nope. not Honor No More. They are the Kingdom. They're back, original logo, I everything. I did think it was interesting that um, Maria made sure to say they were the kingdom. And I was like, hmm, I know a certain guy that is not on TV that kind of needs a tag team to beat next to you. I know. I thought about I thought about that. I was thinking, well, you know, they started that story with uh, Cole and the Undisputed Elite. And now he doesn't have those two. They made sure to show that photo with Cole in it, too. They made sure to yeah. be like, hey, Adam Cole's a part of this, too. Don't you guys forget? <laughs> that, was, like, uh, hey. that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. So that that is a thing that lines up. Um, and so, yeah, they but I just watched Impact last night. I thought that they lost the tag titles on this week's show. They don't lose them till next week. Impact is classic. So they are. This. I don't know if it's Impact's fault because it happens so often that it feels like it's their fault. Like they could, they know, like if because they could have just took them off them at the pay per view. Why do you guys have them on them after this pay per view when we know that's the season? But I don't. Th I don't think they knew that they were going to sign that quickly. And I'll say without. Um, giving too much detail that I don't even think that, uh, do, how do I diplomatically put this? Okay. I don't know that the kingdom even knew where they were going when, uh, and how soon they'd be there when the tag title thing happened. I mean, when, when all of that happened. So, um, I didn't think they, I don't think anybody knew it was going to transpire that quickly, except maybe Tony. Uh, right. but so mm. I think the issue of course is just that. Yeah, now we're looking at it, and yeah, yeah. Now it, it, it like the the funny thing too is, you know, they cut that promo on Twitter, which I thought was good. It was a good introduction promo. Mike Bennett, I thought, was very good. There's uh, especially, but like they don't even address it. They don't even say we're the current Impact Tag Champions. No, <laughs> even though on TV they still are on TV. They they just literally ran. But you know what though. I said this on Twitter last night. It's been worse for Impact. Impact at one point had entire regime changes happen in between tapings. Right. Like you just Amen. a taping set would end. They've the been next through every set, issue you could ever go through. Legit. The and next taping set was just like, uh, actually, everybody who was in charge on literally the last episode is gone. Uh, and, They've been through um, hell, man. And like half the roster is now gone. Like, remember they did that taping set, and then uh, I, I think it was like 2017. I want to say it was, but like Jim Cornette had come in, and Bruce Pritchard was there, and like mm. Cody, all these guys were there, mm. the Hardys, and then like in the span of the month between them uh, going through those just two taping sets, 
everybody I just mentioned was gone. Mm-hmm. And so by the next episode, it was like one week you have all these people. The very next episode, they're like, actually, none of that worked out. And so we're just going to try something different for this <sighs> month. Well, and like welcome, Jeff, welcome to live TV, buddy. Yeah, yeah Jeff Jarrett exactly. came back. Well, like I guess that's the, the gift and the curse of live TV, right? Is that live TV gives you the ability to just do show to show to show. Um, and... You know, it's like if something changes one week, it's changed for that week. But on the other hand, maybe you'd want to have some people around for, you know, a month that you only actually had for a day. And so taping gives you four shows with that person rather than one. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I get it because I feel like the taping schedule actually benefited NXT a lot back in the day. Right. Right. NXT back in the day had... Talk about a show that needs to be taped still to this day, (laughs) honestly. But like the fact that they were able to to really plan out the way they wanted to plan out, and like, um, you know, as far as a um, a story arc was concerned, when NXT would tape like four episodes at a time, they could play out that story arc in front of an audience in one fell swoop and really get to work on that rather than trying to do week-to-week television so it's got its benefits but like this is one of those cases where Mm -hmm. uh it definitely has bitten them because they have to actively still promote that we have impact tag team champions mike bennett and And the issue is is that impact will say they'll be like hey they are on AEW now blah 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 like AEW's not going to do the same. Like, we're never going to know that they were AEW <laughs> tag team champions. Like, that's, I mean, that that they were impact tag team champions. That's over. They're gone. They're oh, the yeah. kingdom now. It's uh, over. Yeah. No, and the weird thing is, they're in a faction called Honor No More, but on the other show, they have just actively decided they want the Ring of Honor tag titles. They're actually, we, we want a little bit of honor, you guys. We're just kidding. <laughs> we'll take a snitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I really want to know what is the story behind the, the speedball thing because now I'm like, all right. You took the title off Speedball. Yeah. But then Frankie didn't keep the title. So why did you do that? And I get that. I like that option C thing. Like, they should have just did that with Speedball, though. I don't get it. Like, you could just – Frankie Kazarian at this point has earned – he could just say, hey, I want an impact title match, and they're going to give it to him because that's how they work. You know what I mean, Like, Yeah, it's weird. It. So you, you stop a guy's run with the title to put mm-hmm. the title on a guy. And then go, nope, I don't really want this title. I want the world title. Mm-hmm. Then why did you why did also, you have this match? Also, Bully Ray is there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, very, <laughs> very odd booking decisions. There's a lot, lot going on in Impact Wrestling. Have fun. You oh, guys, man. man. That, that, that Bobby Fitch video. Go ahead. Oh. I, oh. Like I said, that was part of why I pulled up Impact was, uh, I, I mean, I did want to watch the whole show because <laughs> I thought that video was funny and interesting. And I thought, aren't they in Bobby Fish's hometown? Now that's it. I'm not going to. Yo. Um... <laughs> not in your own hometown, bro. Damn. Yeah. Now that said, uh, he somewhat turns it around. Like later on in the promo, he does. Because uh, I don't even think the fans knew it was his hometown until he says, and we're right here in my hometown. And then they're like. Oh, Bobby! Hey, we Bobby. support you. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I thought it was the funniest part about it is him going, you know, and where's the lie? And it's just like dead quiet. And then he goes to scoot in the ring, and that one guy in the back is like, "See ya, Bob." <laughs> <laughs> he 
had to have expected this. And what did he do? He just thought wrestling fans are yeah. all going to be on his side. That's crazy. Nah, they, they did get behind him, though. And once he says, we're right here, my hometown. And then they're mm. like, oh, okay, we, we got you, Bobby. Um, I mean, yeah. look, I'll give him this. He was never going to get this kind of promo time right. anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So Impact was the right choice for him. He's mm-hmm. never gonna get this anywhere. You in WWE, never see... they would were not gonna put a mic in his hand at you were all. Never, not, ever. never. Not again. Confronting the champion at that mm-hmm. was never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And so, Impact is definitely the place for him. He definitely made a got move. A, got a title match too, didn't he? Yeah, he ended up wrestling um, Josh Alexander for the title in the main event. So, yep. and it was a good match. That was never going to happen in AEW. That's no certainly way. never going to happen in WWE. Mm-mm. So, a match uh, with Bobby Fish and Roman, <laughs> Hardy Hard. Never, no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would he would have got stomped out by the Bloodline, and it would have been ended up. <laughs> yeah. Never, never heard from him again. But I'll say this. You know, we talked last week about um, AEW bringing in Renee Paquette. That's now official. Um, she is all elite. She got a graphic and all of that. She's actively there on the show. Um, and you know what? AEW now has, um, you know, I think you know, having Renee, having Soraya, and now having Maria in play. Um, and I'm not going to speak too much on the details of their contracts. Um, I, I, I think we'll have some stuff on that on Fightful Select, but uh, the, um, but as far as they're concerned, hey, that's some great leadership to have in Most that locker room, I think. Uh, yeah. And. I mean, yeah, I think people got to give uh, Madison Rain some credit too. I think that, yeah, I think that her being involved in the coaching staff has helped a little bit too. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do think that there's been improvements to the women's stuff for the last few weeks. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I don't want to put all the credit in anybody's laps, but it does look like, you know, they are moving forward, which is good. The matches have Um, all been bangers, too, for like the last five weeks, maybe. So, yeah, they're going in the right direction. I mean, angles and and interviews and things still need improvement. But, you know, we're we're just getting started. And and, um, I don't know if you guys heard Soraya on Talk is Jericho, but she talked a lot about that uh, that promo. Like, she knows it was bad. And she Mm -hmm. talked about why it was bad and kind of, uh she made a point where she was like you know what the thing i wasn't expecting is she's like i come from an environment where writer hands you a script and says this is what you do and talked about right yeah and she was like you know i uh i got the encouragement that to just go out there and do it but like she said she said i should have spoken to moxley and jericho Mm -hmm. first um because jericho should have been the first person she went to (laughs) to be like yo what's up over here telling you you could you could see the shift in the promo where um it was going well at first and then she was like oof uh kind of run out of material and then she was like like, great to be here right Um, well well, and you know the funny thing too is uh she mentioned the whole title thing where she at the very last second was like oh and it's for the title and she said that was justin roberts like waving at her pointing at the belt going Mm. uh it's for the title (laughs) and she's like oh it's for the belt Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you could see some of the miscues. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, that, that segment was a mess. Yeah, um, she said that Justin Roberts was almost a distraction in a sense because she was like, he was like kind of pantomiming things of making sure to mention. And, um, 
she's like, I'm not used to that. I'm not used to like Justin Roberts trying to give me cues of right. making sure to bring up this, making sure to bring up that. She's like, this is kind of a distraction and it's mm. kind of throwing me off. Um, but no, I, I felt for it in everything she was talking about where she said that I'm just, it's going to take some getting used to, but she's like, but this is pro wrestling. And she talked about the whole, um, uh, the idea of a boss that actually listens to you. And she was like, she didn't think that was going to set the world on fire, but it did. But she's like, that line literally just came from the fact that when she went to Tony with an idea, Tony said, no, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, it's, she was like, it's a lot different than like all the red tape that you have to jump through. Otherwise, she's like, Tony is very much like right. a let's do it kind of guy that uh, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we won't do it again. I said at the time, I didn't understand why people took this as such a big deal. Two things could be true. She could have had a great experience at WWE. Why am I throwing extra W's in there? Um, <laughs> but but she still could have had a situation where she felt like when I bring an idea that nobody listens to me and I have to go through all this rigmarole. And so I'm like, you guys have not worked at either company. She's now worked at both companies. I think she has a right to say which <laughs> Right. works better for her at the moment and she's been very clear that she went there for freedom and stuff so i don't know it's not that big of a deal mm-hmm. yeah and there's a big fightful select story over the fact that it's it wasn't as cut and dry as uh she couldn't get cleared in wwe so she went to AEW where they cleared her which a lot of people have irresponsibly speculated um and it was a case like um Vince was the one that was just like, she went to all these doctors, got cleared, and Vince was just like, yeah, we're moving forward. We're not, um, we're moving on without Paige. That it was, was kind of like a Brian Danielson thing, but they were like, but different because they were like, it's not Brian Danielson, so we're good here. It's kind of fucked yeah. up. Well, you know, the, the funny thing with Brian, though, was that I've always said this, um, and a number of people believe this is true, and I fully believe it's true. If Brian... If the timing had worked out by just like a month difference, Brian would have been there at the start of AEW. Mm. Um, and because I think he would have worked all in mm-hmm. uh, at, in 2018. But the timing just happened to work out again by just a month. Things were off. But I think had all in occurred in August or if... Um, he would have at least worked that show. And I think he would have mm-hmm. been a part of that crew. And having been a part of that crew, he would have been a part of the original group that Tony Khan approached to say, let's do this show. And then I think Brian Danielson would have been a day one AEW guy. Mm. Um, but things just happened to work out. For the, the other guys. They yeah, they just happened to work out the way they did. <laughs> but he because he ended up signing a three-year deal in 2018 mm-hmm. uh, that I don't think he would have signed had he had the ability to work all in and had he not signed that he wouldn't have come into 2021 and he would have come into 2018 i think brian was always going to go i think that that's uh that's my theory on all of that i Mm -hmm. do believe he was always going to jump it was just a matter of when um but considering like think of the stuff he was saying in 2016 where he was like putting over kenny and the bucks and the Mm -hmm. uh all that stuff in 2016 he's talking about all this he's like Look at what they're doing in New Japan. This is all great stuff. Look at what they're doing in Ring of Honor. Like, you could see Brian was 
staring out his window still looking at all of that stuff going man i wish i could be doing all of that i wish i could be working with kenny i wish i could be working with the bucks like he was saying that at the time Mm -hmm. or at least implying it he was implying that these are the guys he's interested in right and i think once he saw they weren't going to sign with wwe i think he's like i need to be where they are Mm -hmm. so um yeah speaking of people that were supposed to be on all in that also is currently up for a contract it's Deanna Prato. Um, uh-huh. She was supposed to wrestle it all in, but of course, WWE being WWE, uh, slid in and was like, oh no, you can't do that because you're exclusively signing here and, you know, pressured her into not doing the show. And so I'm curious what she's going to do. Um, I'm of the belief that she's not going to stay with Impact. I don't mm-hmm. know that for sure. I'm just guessing. Um, but I feel like she's done everything there is to do there. I think this tag title run is a good sign that she was trying to knock off all of her last bucket list things with them and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, could be wrong. I wouldn't be mad if she stayed, but I also feel like it's kind of time for her to move on. Yeah, it feels like as her character, they've like she's progressed past everything that she could do in Impact Wrestling. Like as a character, only thing to do is to go, and it, it just depends on where she wants to go. You know, she's had a couple of things with AEW, WWE. There apparently are interested in signing her friend Chelsea Green so I don't really I don't I'm like I think to, to me Deanna's like an all-star number one draft pick out of impact for like right. any women's division because she can do so much on both sides of the coin and she could talk and she has it all so I don't really get it but she's gonna land somewhere it's yeah I, I, I think she's gonna land pretty much anywhere and, and yeah the thing is I think everybody has tried to make goodwill with her right like mm-hmm. Tony Khan only got to use her one time, but made sure it was the main event of Dynamite. So right. uh, I think he at least got to make sure he has that kind of goodwill with her to say, hey, look, you you know when we have you, we want to use you. Hey, uh, maybe she'll go to WOW, the second biggest promotion in pro wrestling now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll say uh, WOW, wow is doing the, WOW. WOW. Is, <laughs> wow. Wow, it's doing decently, right? Like, um, that was obviously a boneheaded statement to make, mm-hmm. but uh, mainly because you're setting Wow up for cracks yeah. like that, right? Right. Uh, but yeah, Wow is doing uh, is doing well. They pulled like what two hundred fifty thousand, uh, which is pretty. They, they've averaged about two hundred fifty thousand viewers. Um, now, granted, they do have a ton more exposure than. To really anybody right like right. they are in syndication on network television they have uh, it's like the lakers have their own wrestling promotion pretty much <laughs> <laughs> that's they, a wild they, ass <laughs> yeah they have their um they have exp- a, a ton of exposure mm-hmm. um or a ton of reach uh and it's worked they do have the third most viewership um on wrestling television between promotions um and that's kind of insane so yeah uh good for them and where uh, good for wow. can you find it though that's the question i don't know at all where where do they show it at um it's on cw affiliates right oh that's, okay uh i'm pretty sure that's the case um that's what's up i think they might have like a little bit of deal with uh the company that's on Tubi, like the pro wrestling channel on tubi maybe because i know they've done a couple of uh like marathon events on there where they uh, have wrestlers tweet about it and stuff so maybe they're putting episodes on there too but 250,000 viewers for 
wow is amazing in today's climate like how yeah. like i'm blown away honestly <laughs> um i want to read a couple of the super chats mm -hmm. uh before they they lose their relevancy because we've got uh is that grandiatos uh 22 says first time super chart super chat um so glad to hang out with you guys on my bd oh well happy bd oh let's go uh, yeah, yes. non-wrestling question which is your favorite power ranger season mine's lost galaxy uh i'm a dino thunder guy but i i like lost galaxy and i like in space um those are my go-to or dino thunder and in space what about you philip Lindsay? um uh space is probably the best season i also am a big fan of time force mm. righteous Reg mm. just like i watched mighty morphin <laughs> and then that was it yeah when that that week when tommy was terrorizing the the world that's it whatever that is that's what i'm that, that was mighty morphin and that's yeah, it just that, one season that's it i was out after that that was a week by the way those uh, those five episodes those green with evil episodes I'm started on you. monday and you didn't get the conclusion till saturday it was like that a school <laughs> full of people all had their own all my children because we were out there gossiping like some housewives <laughs> about what happened yeah, last night yesterday on <laughs> that was uh you had to get home in time television that wasn't the day yes, yeah. like tivo and like being able to binge watch you no. had to be home to we're watch about it. to run home to watch power rangers right yes. now you guys get your shit. i mean i mean the, i <laughs> I will say that I have some of I say the season I've watched the most is Zio. And part of the reason I've watched Zio the most is because um you ever watch wrestling moments, you ever rewatch them to get the feeling that you got uh mm -hmm. from that moment again Definitely. when it's a big feel-good moment. Mm -hmm. I will tell you my most feel-good moment in Power Rangers ever. And again, this is before the days of like I mean, I was 10 anyway, so I wouldn't have been knowing the rumors. I had no idea what was going on. But when Jason returned in Power Rangers Zio, look, Jason had been gone, what, two seasons at that point? Thought he was never coming back. Didn't even think about it. Uh, the whole mystery of who's the Gold Ranger going to be, and they kept throwing us the red herrings. They're like, oh, it's Billy. Easily, it's Billy, right? And then Billy can't get the power, so you're like, who could it be? And they gave us the red herring of introducing Tommy's brother. And we're like, oh, it's Tommy's brother. I remember we were all speculating in class. We're like, it's Tommy's brother. We know that's who it's going to be. J Jason David Frank was not happy about that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he was not happy that his brother got passed over. And then, and then you're watching it, and they have this guy in a bandana and sunglasses. Uh, and you're like, I mean, that's Tommy's brother, right? Like, Tommy wears a bandana and sunglasses. Why wouldn't his brother be wearing it? And then when they're like, hey, here's the new Gold Ranger. I'm getting goosebumps just saying it out loud. Uh, but when they're like, here's the new Gold Ranger, and he takes off the sunglasses, and I was like, it's Jason! <laughs> <laughs> Look, that is a mark-out moment for me. Beautiful. I go back and watch it every once in a while just to get that feeling again I got when I was in the third grade. Maybe mm -hmm. it was the fourth grade. And Jason showed up, and... Uh, it's like when uh, uh, Jericho sucks now, but in 99 when his name when his yeah, name across flashed the across the thing like that's i still get goosebumps watching that yeah nah, you, I, you feel like you think that's a bigger feel-good moment than than tommy floating down from the sky as as power ranger jesus and taking the white the, the helmet off that, on, man. that was cool well so because remember how they did that because they did them two different ways because like tommy returning as the white ranger was he had the float down moment and then he takes off the helmet and then Kimberly faints and they go to commercial and we don't see who's behind the helmet. So you spent like three minutes at commercial break like, 
okay, that's got to be Tommy, right? Like, that was Tommy, because why would Kimberly faint? And then they come back from commercial, and then they show his face, and you're like, yes, it was Tommy, right? But, like, Jason, they gave you three minutes to feel it, because they were like, here's the new Gold Ranger. He takes off the glasses, it's Jason, and then they went to commercial. And so I spent three minutes just running around the living room, screaming, like, what? Jason's back? That don't even make sense. What's happening here? Why is Jason back? And I spent three whole minutes at commercial break. Like, you can't even get that feel. If you go find that episode right now, and it's up, it's for free, by the way, because every episode of Power Rangers Deal was on the official Power Rangers YouTube account. Yeah. Um, but if you watch it now, you don't get the commercial break. So you don't have that three minutes to soak in. What the hell? My favorite Power Ranger who disappeared two seasons ago inexplicably just left is suddenly back? Yeah, maybe I, I'm just different also because Jason was never my favorite Power Ranger, so uh, I don't I don't feel the same way on that one. Um, and, and yeah, no, Kyle, there's definitely beef between uh, between Tommy and if you've if you've ever seen Jason David Frank talk publicly about it, uh, yeah, he be getting them shots off. <laughs> well, you yeah. know what's funny too was Jason like. When you listen to Austin say John talk about it, he didn't even like know that was supposed to happen. Uh, again, like Power Rangers was written so much like wrestling in kind of a week to week form where they were just like, because so, they were filming the Turbo movie at the same time, which Jason was also in. And that was supposed to be Jason's comeback. But they were like, we still got like 20 episodes of Zeo left to film. Do you want to just like come in for that and be the Power Ranger? We got this Gold Ranger story and we don't really like have a conclusion for it. Do you just want to be the Gold Ranger? He's Hilarious. like, Hilarious. Um, yeah, let's do it. And so um, that's the reason why when the Turbo movie came out, which takes place after the Gold Ranger saga, there's zero references to him. They're like, Jason's back as in Turbo, but they're like, he was just back for like 20 episodes. What are you talking about? He so, didn't go anywhere. So, so if, <laughs> if anybody wonders and it's just like, oh, well, you know, do they have beef? Uh, the story that is out there about uh, him coming back to do the Turbo movie is that, you know, they pitched it to him, of course, and he was going to turn it down. The reason why he took it is because he was like, okay, but I want to be like a bad guy. I want to have like an actual fight with, with Tommy. And yes. that's, that was part of how <laughs> I'm the one up... with the muscles in the power. Yeah. And so that's why he ended up in the movie. So that tells you everything about how he felt when he left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's yeah, great. I mean, to be fair though, they did the Power Ranger kids dirty because they had them doing that many episodes. You know, they the show came on five days a week. It wasn't a weekly show. It was a right. show that came on every day. Mm. And when they found out that they were paying them teens like fifty thousand dollars for that, and uh, somebody went, "Hey, we're getting screwed." And mm. Jason Zacatrini were like, "Hey, we need to like." fix this and when they went to renegotiate the staff was like you know we can just replace you right and they did and hey they hit them with the b2k nah. yeah uh -huh. <laughs> nah. yeah they were just straight up like okay good luck mm. and they just brought in rocky adam and aisha we're like moving on just like yeah, pro wrestling on. again <laughs> yeah <they> tried to <laughs> strong tried to strong arm us and Look, these are teenagers who aren't great actors, and we can replace nah, you like that. Nah, we're not, we not fucking with these teenagers with attitude in real life, dog. That's just, yeah. that's just a, a tagline for the show. Y'all can get yeah, a body no here. attitude right there. Y'all stand in line. Y'all yeah. get a body here, man. Uh, no, there's a, if you if you look it up, there's a ton of backstage stuff from oh. that time period. Like yeah, Even it, some it, of the it, stuff with, with uh, Billy that he talks about doesn't yeah. sound very good. How he felt like he was bullied for being gay. and right. Yeah. Mm, 
a lot of lot of weird stuff from that time period. Oh yeah, and def- especially when you think about there's I believe that in every way, shape, or form. Like just thinking about the culture of the '90s and mm-hmm. all that. Like, didn't he try to go to conversion camp? Like he was so like yeah uh, mm-hmm. yeah he he had some it sucks uh right. and um i am much i'm glad we're in a much better time for that okay. it's not perfect in no, any way shape or all. form it's no. still awful for a lot of people but yeah we're, have been proved from the 90s for sure yeah uh Deontay says ass grabs made my week uh hope my job today is quieter than a bobby fish reaction and i hope my weekend <laughs> is lit like the best max caster <laughs> AEW reps love y'all stardom goddess tag league go tom um deontay changed his picture we don't we don't know who you are anymore uh, <laughs> <laughs> ebony says yo i never catch y'all live since i'm stationed in guam and it's 2 a.m wow here. hey wow. well thank you for catching us live this time 2 a.m uh 248 now what's up fellas just want to say i love and appreciate what you guys do phil i'm from chicago too hey all, all the way out in guam come on let's man. go baby we super late. appreciate you yeah we really appreciate you the demo you. baby have we Thank ever told you. them about the demo that no, we're, we're not gonna talk about out here we're gonna talk about the demo let's talk about it you don't want to talk about it you don't no that's i'll tell you what right that is for ask grab city we're the lead demo. We're, We're the lead guy, demo, man. man. We yeah. out here. This, guy, this guy's trying to be the demo guy. What's going on? <laughs> I'm uh, Orion Ben says, now AEW got Maria, Soraya, Madison, women planning. Um, again, yeah, there's. I, I think that's going to really also help um, morale and vision. And I think there's a whole... Um, I don't know. I, 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 Maria, you know, we talked with her here on Grapsity, and I feel mm-hmm. like, uh, now granted, been friends with Maria for 12 years. So uh, I, I recognize this is one of those CM Punk points where he says, who fancies himself a reporter? Well, should you disclose who you're friends with? Yeah, okay. So <laughs> I'll disclose. <laughs> like, it's been fully disclosed that I've known Maria a long time, um, that I do talk to her often, uh, and that she's somebody who, look, you know how we always say that we 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 always big up our people we always big up our friends all of that stuff she's one of my friends she's somebody who uh i don't accept slander of she is somebody whose visions i do believe in and she's somebody who i'll support uh and aw but... is very lucky to have her for that women's division she's gonna be a tremendous help to just kind right. of because we talked to her just... and she, she gave up the vision and like that's what they need what she's going to present to yeah. them. So, yeah, we're and, super and she's, she's somebody that just even to have around, even as just mm-hmm. like a, um, just to have, to be able to talk to about. She's been in the game, bro, almost 20 years. Like, yeah, in she's, the been game. Around, she's been doing it a long time, right? Mm-hmm. She's been, as she tweeted, uh, she initially tweeted she was the only until she was corrected that, nah, Brandy did it too. Uh, but <laughs> that she uh, is one of two women who have been in New Japan, Ring of Honor, AW. WWE and Impact, um, and a big brand was first. Ooh, look at brand. Big brand was uh, <laughs> with CBO in it too, man. Come on, yeah, let's she, go. The CBO on Flex. <laughs> I'll never forgive her for changing her theme to that. I don't know what that was about. We're just gonna act like that never happened. <laughs> Still love you, Brandy, but that, that group that chat, re- that, that group chat reaction after that theme came out. Oh like, my what god, is this, bro? <laughs> that was that was not it, man. Yeah, but like, um, 
you know, she's been around. She has, Maria has been doing it a long time and she's been doing great stuff. And so mm-hmm. um, just to have her vision uh, elsewhere and, uh, and even if she's not in a creative position um, yep. and I don't believe she's going to be, but I think just having her around and just, again, you Being know, the thing about wrestling is just having stuff. people backstage. You know, da- Brian Danielson's not in any official capacity a coach or a trainer or anything along those lines. But he is somebody that everybody relies on for advice. He is somebody that everybody goes to for helping make better. Um, now Moxley is in that position officially, but mm-hmm. people have been using him since the start of AEW as well. Uh, and again, Chris Jericho has been in mentorship roles and things yeah. like that. So just having her around and having her... Uh, is going to be a good thing. And then same with Renee. Renee knows how to produce segments. Renee knows how to produce a lot of stuff. Um, And I think just having her around is going to be good. Uh, I think I I see nothing. Addison, who was part of the greatest impact run of women's wrestling ever. Like you have so many weapons now that you can go to that have been in every situation. Maria was around during the divas era. Like there's so much, you can she was at the start of the Divas it. era, so, like when yeah. you think about that. She was in the first Diva search. She yep. was in the first Diva search. Mm-hmm. Those segments with The Rock, like this is <laughs> mm-hmm. that Maria. Ooh, it got crazy too before they started regulating what went on with them Diva search and they just let them have it. Ooh. Oh yeah. Christy ate a pie with her butt. Like this is <laughs> Yo. That is one of the things that I think about sometimes when people um dump on aw's women's division i'm like i don't think their women's division hasn't had moments that were nearly as embarrassing yeah, as wwe's like but that has been glossed over because wwe got it together mm-hmm. uh around 2016 and it's been much better but no i think uh when you look at when you look at some of the stuff before that i mean even if you look at some of the stuff after that like yeah. uh <laughs> when somebody put that clip of uh sasha and uh enzo doing a how you doing back and forth i'm like yo can you imagine that promo today? People would have annihilated that promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, so, th- yeah. But no, it's... I, I suppressed that memory. <laughs> um, Darian Pittman asked, by the way, he says, what's up, fellas? Hope y'all are doing well. Wanted to get you guys' opinion on this season of Atlanta. Much love, brothers. I I love it. Um, the the episode where they do the the parody of Tyler Perry fucking hilarious the the most recent episode too with the the crank that killer yeah this season is really funny mm. i haven't seen it i'm triggered every time i watch it honestly um, I'm, just, you know, yeah. I'm gonna let it i'm gonna let it come out all happen and then just watch it in one big piece yeah the, the first two episodes definitely did um have me in a corner like this is like what are we doing with life because the first <laughs> um the first episode was uh was a doom tribute if i remember oh, correctly shit. it was it was a it was like all of the i mean like they had earl on there writing what was like the doom s characters stuff and mm-hmm. i know earl is a doom fan yeah um, oh man and then a second episode where um i don't want to give too much of it away and earn is in in therapy and they have the stuff with the, oh like, my god i'm with, guaranteed to be triggered with that yeah, episode. the stuff with just like you know spite is a great motivator but you know it can be all-consuming that's kind of the message of the episode and i was like Yeesh. oh yeah at some point i think you do stuff out of spite and it gets hard to stop doing stuff out of spite because it, it, it does feel good in that moment it does um, to be like yeah fuck these guys um it's a drug but at, at after a while it's like why are we doing this like mm-hmm. we won 
Because sometimes, even, even like five minutes after, I'm like, I got that motherfucker. I'm like, ah, that wasn't really. Yeah. What did I, I, what did I, I get? I, I, this is a, this is a secret for people that enjoy paywall sale. Every often after I record them, I'm like, dang, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Mm. Yeah, I feel that um, <laughs> sometimes as well. Mm. <laughs> um, it is what it is. Sometimes yeah. we let them slip. We let them slip. <laughs> that is fun. Hey, I want to head over to the Humper Chats really quick because uh, we got a few. Dana says, uh, for Grap City, I've been really disappointed by the lack of TV time for Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks since Grand Slam. Do you see them both featuring on the card for full gear, or do you think Tony is done pushing them for the time being? Um, okay, so I don't think he's done with starks um and i don't think either are done i i i I know there's plans for both and uh we know what plans are but um this is a thing i've been meaning to ask reg about but i keep forgetting to ask uh but now on air is not the time to ask probably not ask about that uh but yeah i guess i'll just leave that alone um i don't know Uh, i i mean i i know there are plans for uh, that's where yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think it was. I think it was very telling that um, they made sure to keep Powerhouse's uh, momentum going. Mm-hmm. He didn't take an official loss to Ricky, so he's still in a good position. I think that's a great sign for him. Um, and I mean, I think Ricky got a good win. I think it's just a matter of keeping it going. I agree, though, Dan. I was just thinking the same after Rampage was over last night. I was like, "Damn, where's the big homie at? Like, what's going on here?" But. Um... Oh, I haven't. I have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I've been meaning to ask. Yeah, yeah. Got you, got you, got you. <laughs> I haven't gotten confirmation on that, but he might have. Yeah. So. Okay, so that that's the the. That's thing. a thing. Okay. That's a thing. That's a thing. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it's, it's, <laughs> I know. I hate. Sorry, you guys. I know, Everybody's I know like hate, you guys. Yeah. I know people hate when we have to do that, but mm-hmm. like this is one of those things I don't. I get, we can't say for sure kind of things and. Um, but, but it would line up if that's the case. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'll just say at the moment, I don't know. Uh, but I know that there's plans. Oh, and I I saw him last week at the West coast pro show for like five seconds. He came out, there was a match with queen Aminata and uh, jungle Kayona. Yeah. Yeah. That match was super fire. Uh, botched finished, uh, kind of put a damper on it, but the match was insane. And so to an honor, the crowd was a little bit upset about the finish and so in order to kind of make the crowd happy hops came out to be like that was a great match we're gonna run it back and just to because he's a part of i i you know became a bigger fan of hops through west coast pro that's like where i kind of got to know everything about him and so he came to it was the anniversary show for your anniversary show he came out for legit like 30 seconds i texted him right afterwards and he was already like in his car leaving so <laughs> yes i did get to see him for a little bit and uh he should be back i'm sure it's not over for either one of them it's no. uh it's just not the time for either one of them also if that makes sense. yeah but i think they'll they'll both be uh the, like i said i uh there's plans i know what the mm-hmm. end goal for hobbs is but yeah. uh um uh, but either way like there's there's stuff there's stuff mm-hmm. uh the yeah somebody tweeted at us jason clay tweeted unpopular opinion big companies like the wwe and AEW want their japanese wrestlers to get over they just don't want them to get top tier super over 
Um, I'm going to disagree with that uh, in two regards, um, kind of on both sides. Um, I think Hunter has a pretty decent track record with Japanese talent, and I think Tony has shown a good, decent track record with Japanese talent. Really, the only person who didn't was Vince, um, and the reason I truly think so is that um, I think a lot of those like guys who grew up in like post-World War II America just have this weird view of Japanese people mm-hmm. where um, they... And, and I, I, you can almost see it in the, like, you hear it in, like, JR's commentary, right? You hear it when Jim Cornette has to ever talk about a Japanese wrestler. Um, I feel like, like, <sighs> Vince almost introduced Kenzo Suzuki with the Hirohito gimmick. Yep, that was exactly the original was plan for him, mm-hmm. where the original plan was to bring him in as a Imperial World War II gimmick on in WWE television. Um, the... Uh, and, and so I say all that to say that, like, Vince definitely had a view of uh, a Japanese talent can never be a top-tier guy in America. can never happen. Um, Jim Cornette has outright said that. He said that uh, no Japanese person will ever be the top star of a company. It's just not going to happen. He, he has said that. Uh, and I, you can see it from that generation of Booker. And that's part of why... A lot of us have been saying for years, you just have to get those people out of the fucking business. You have to get these people out simply because they have archaic views that uh, as long as they continue to have them, it's going to play a role in creating a diverse pro wrestling environment. Right. Um, that you, you have to have younger views in there. You have to have people of color in there. It's, it's the only way that any of this stuff is ever going to change. Um so I do think Hunter's track record was better, though. I think I knew a guy, true story, uh, back when I was still with Fan Off Media. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We had a show called Hideous Energy. Um, and one of the hosts of Hideous Energy is a guy named David Hopkins, D.C. Hopkins. He actually um, is a world-renowned comic book letterer now. Does great, great shit. He's very good at what he does. Um, he is lettered for Marvel. He, is, he, he has taught me a lot of lessons about lettering, such as, did you know, and maybe you didn't know this, I didn't know, that if you use the letter I when comic book lettering, it should only have bars at the top and bottom when it's by itself. Didn't know that at all. Um, so if you're referring to yourself, I, um, it should have bars. But if it's in the middle of a word, it should just be a straight line. Would never have known that. Yeah, uh, he it's, is, a, it's a confusion thing. They don't want it to be confused with an L. Yeah, and he has taught me a lot about uh, that kind of stuff. But anyway, David Hopkins didn't watch wrestling at all, but he had been surrounded by wrestling adjacent people. Do you know what got him into wrestling? 
Shinsuke Nakamura in NXT. Mm. That run, uh, the, the first time he saw Shinsuke Nakamura, he was like, that guy is for me. That guy is doing all this cool shit. And yeah, cool. I, wa I want to see more of him doing these kinds of things. I think I might watch this. Uh, and that's what got him in. And so, like, I feel like Hunter did right by Shinsuke, and then Vince didn't. Hunter did right by Asuka, and then mm -hmm. Vince didn't. Yeah. Um, I think that when AEW initially launched, you could kind of see from day one that the woman they were going to get behind was Hikaru Shida. Um, that they put her on the sides of the trucks, the, the original production trucks. It was Shida and Nyla Rose, right? Um, that they set her in motion from the time she moved to the States, which was late October 2019. That match she had with Shanna on, I want to say it was the October 30th, 2019 Dynamite, Charleston, West Virginia. Um, that night she had that match. That was the first match she had had as an American resident. And they set her in motion to become the women's champion. They knew from that moment on she was going to be champion. It was just a matter of when. Uh, and they gave her the longest reign. She was champ for a year. And they pushed the biggest Japanese star in the world, Kenny Omega, to be the AW World <laughs> Champion. <laughs> it took uh, me a second to even think about where you were going with that. Wow. Uh, but yeah, no, I, mean, I, I, th I, I, I think um, as far as both companies are concerned, like I don't see necessarily anybody right now on the male side of the AW side of things that... Uh, like, I think Takeshita can, can get there. Tozawa uh, still is in a ninja suit. Let's not forget I, that. I, is he, I though? Like, they haven't yeah. done those segments he in a really long really been time. on TV in a while. I mean, it's I, been, like, in the last month, I, maybe. I, 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 yeah. I haven't really seen him since the whole wedding demo with the 24-7 title. So On Man Event. Know. They don't put him on regular TV. I, I don't watch Man Event. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know about that. I'm willing to give Hunter a little bit more of benefit of the doubt with it. Like, I was never willing to give Vince because he showed me. He showed me he had um, uh, Kenzo Suzuki again, just as the worst <laughs> example of them. And speaking but of this, he, have we ever talked about how um, Kushida has this hand, foot, and mouth disease? Yeah, that's rough. Um, yeah, like he's out of action right now. That's kind of yeah. crazy, man. I mean, and I mean, because she does another one where it it seemed clear that Triple H really liked him, and yeah. he made a big That's where I was about bringing him in. Mm -hmm. And then Vince was just like, "Nah," mm -hmm. and we got stuck with Jacket Time or whatever the fuck that was supposed to be. Jacket uh, Time. Uh, yeah, it's tough because I do feel like uh, AEW has done better by some of them with the presentation. They have at least done stuff like, "Hey, let's at least do segments with." subtitles so we don't have to at least you know make the excuse oh well they don't speak english and that's why we're not giving them a shot but i do think there's more they could do with people like but Leo this yeah and, and she does i just think that you know it's a it's it's a tough barrier for some fans um but i do think that they've done better in some ways i mean just just look at everything they've done with maki every time she comes here mm -hmm. um is it perfect no but i think it's it's a step forward in some ways. Right. Yeah, I, I think, you know, and again, we're still three days away from full travel being open. It hasn't mm -hmm. opened uh, fully for uh, Japan to the States to just be able to go back and forth. You still have, uh, it's still visa-based travel. Um, and I think we're getting closer. Um, 
and so I, I would love to see what it's like when we can get back to where we were starting to get end of 2019, beginning of 2020. Right. But either way, I, I think that um, yeah, I, I think one of the more helpful things is just having more people of color in uh, in positions to be able to overlook those things but definitely yeah. no more old white men that no. is like the- <laughs> I mean, it's not working for us i mean we i i think we're gonna see more joshi stuff i think because we're gonna see stardom women at the new japan show in new york on the 28th i think that's today 28th um and well nightingale by the way working uh tokyo joshi pro yes yeah. Let's and go, so, uh, and we've got the iwgp title coming soon and that's going to be defended in the u.s so you know, hopefully that is a good sign for things to come for Joshi women in the U.S. Yes. Uh, let's see. we got another uh, Humper Chat. This one's from Jennifer. says, weekly love and little extra since I missed last week. Thank you, Jennifer. We always appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, yes, hope everyone is feeling good and Will is over his cold. I'm going to talk about that here in just a little bit. Uh, much love, y'all. Um, a little bit over it, but the rest of my house is like hacking up. Uh, oh, so. True. Yes, I just happened to be the first. Van Twinblade says, missed last week. Uh, another one who missed last week. Because mm-hmm. uh, I had family in town. So here's every match announced for Glory Pro. Yes. Uh, yeah, let's go, Van Twinblade. Uh, it says, the Relentless on October 30th. Laney Luck versus Shaza McKenzie. Ethan Price versus Jake Something. Karam and Rohit versus Wasteland War Party. Uh, Swade versus Tootie. And one more we have, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Camaro Jackson. Oh, here we are. Cool. Uh, Camaro Jackson takes on Mike Outlaw, uh, Kenny Alfonso, and Xavier Walker uh, in a four-way match. Grindhouse versus Team Bussy. Uh, And Blair Onyx versus Heather Reckless. Get ready, folks, because this shit's going to be spoopy. That's uh, a hot show. A lot of great black talent on there. Mike Outlaw, Camaro Jackson, Kenny Alfonso, Xavier Walker. Definitely check out Glory Pro if you haven't. Van Twinblade has been along for our Grapsy ride the whole time, telling you guys you should. And if you haven't yet, do it. Yes. Shout out to Van Twinblade. D'Lo. Man, D'Lo says, Humper chatting to say, I've been in a hardcore babyface Motown Smokey Robinson kick. Love y'all. Also, <laughs> the uh, Dillinger and Wyatt promo was emotional, especially watching it drunk at a friend's wedding. Um, did they have it on <laughs> at the wedding? Wow. Did they have it on at the wedding? Or were you just like, I love on a your phone, just like, like just chilling? Watching wrestling at the wedding, <laughs> which is fine. You can do that. Uh, I was just curious. Yeah. I. Oh uh, man, because I was confused at first. I was like, "Wait, Spears is getting this pin, huh?" And then afterwards, when I saw his promo, I was like, "Oh, that's really nice." Like, uh, yeah. if if you guys haven't seen it, uh, go out of your way to go see it. It's only like four minutes, and you know he talks about why he was away. His mother recently passed. I think he said oh, two months shit. ago. Damn. And, yeah. and he said, uh, "Didn't she was sick going into it?" Like the way he talked yeah. about it was, you know, it wasn't just like a quick sudden passing. He said, "You know, we got to be with her through the end." And uh, and that's why he's been gone so long. And he also addressed, you know, the thing that I feel like it was reported, but kind of went wayside yeah. that um, uh, Cassie, uh, sorry, I was trying to remember, I, I was like, be respectful, don't say Peyton. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Cassie's pregnant. And so, be a daddy. Also, yeah, yeah so I feel also, like that was reported. Um, yeah, it was yeah. reported, but I just felt like the, the story just kind of like came and went, passed by some people. I saw, like, it got a pop when he said it. 
mm-hmm. when he was like, I'm going to be a father. And everybody went, yeah. And mm-hmm. then I saw in the comments, they're like, oh, congratulations. Didn't even know. I feel like that story just kind of came and went. And, you know, um, some people, they that like that story, they don't they won't look out for that. You know yeah. what I mean? So. And, and I, I know some people were worrying why why he came back as a baby face, why he was doing the 10 gimmick again. Um, so I, I think it made sense with everything he said in his, his promo. And it was nice to see him get that moment in his hometown. He said he was going to do the 10 gimmick again when he returned babyface. He said right. that he said that he even talked with Preston Vance about how he said, enjoy it for now. But when I come back, uh, and he told him like two years ago, he said, but I'm coming back for my 10 gimmick. And it's almost perfect timing because I think Preston Vance is going to lose. He's about to be anyway. out of the 10 gimmick over there. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and we got Stu back. That was dope. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. That was cool too. I don't know if it's permanent. He, but he definitely yeah, at least. Think it is. But, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. think so either. But a nice little nudge, nudge, you know. It was like, a nice yeah, moment out here. Yeah. Uh, Eloquent, speaking of which, says, uh, "Peace, my guys." Was at AEW Toronto. Crazy how over in the acclaimed and Billy are. They got chance even outside the venue, and Swerve wow. got a ton of heat. Great night. Got to meet SRS too. That's hard. Shout out to Eloquent. That looks, yeah. Uh, the homie Mike was out at the shows too, and he said it was pretty lit out there. They let Canada. They gave it up. Yeah, um, they yeah. gave it up. Claim's hot, man. The claim is super hot. Holy super shit! Hot right now. Man. Good for them. Um, and Tony P says was listening to Thirty Six Chambers before the show and curious about something. What is your favorite song from the album? Great question. Album. It's a really good album. Um, it's, it is. album. it's one of the best ever. Oh, that's, it's tough to pick. Uh, I mean, so here's the funny thing, too, is because uh, I was just listening to like cream is too easy of an answer, right? It um, is because obviously yeah. that's but damn, it's cream, man. That's a gr- that's one of the greatest hip hop songs of all the times. Um, but also. Method Man features our famous "I fucking I fucking." Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> and yeah. those who know the album know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the mystery of uh, chess boxing. Mm-hmm. There you go, cause it's dope. Uh, man, of course, bring the ruckus. Come on, man. Uh, it's just you can. There's no wrong answer after that. I'm gonna go with protect your neck. Just that's what that, I was gonna say. Yeah. Like that, the game is just like that's just such a that's so hip hop. The whole album is so hip hop, yeah, and everything about them is, is it's just like this is just this is what it, this is the definition right here. Yeah. It could be anything, like Phil said though. Any song off that fucking album, yeah, thirty six no chambers, answer. man. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Tony. That's a, Who's your favorite Wu Tang member though? It's Method Man. It's Method for Man. Sure. Same for you, Phil. Uh, no, go face. Mm. And I think mine's Raekwon. Man, Shay Shayla Ghost, when it came out, that album is, come on, man. I like, uh, the thing Clientel, I like about Ray Ghost and Ghost is they like, they made, hip hop is like a language with them. Like, they're like, like sometimes, like I've known people that don't understand what they're saying. And I think that's so cool that we like have our own, like hip hop is its own language. And those guys are like pioneers they're almost like hip hop superheroes to me, like Ray and Ghost, and you know, I mean all of the Wu Tang. But like what those guys represent is just so amazing. I love hip hop. Yeah. If I haven't told you guys a million and one times, um, 
So Bill here says something I've been hearing a lot. He says, time to rant about AEW. Okay. Too much Jericho and ROH. Not enough AEW stars apart from MJF boring storylines. Bad uh, booking of the women. TNT title worthless now. Too many uh, titles on TV that mean nothing. I fail to understand where Tony is taking this company. Um, I, I hear all that a lot, actually. Um, now, I will say that it does appear actively that Ring of Honor is is actively hurting people's interest. Yeah, um, I've that, seen that a lot. Seen that a lot. That mm-hmm. there's a um, and there's things you can point to where you can even put the stars of Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson together, but when it's over the Ring of Honor title, it seems to lose interest. And I do think that uh, mm-hmm. that Ring of Honor does need to. There, there's got to be an end game for Ring of Honor. Um, yeah. That I think AEW is a bigger brand than Ring of Honor in every way, shape, and form. Most and definitely. That, uh, AEW needs to take precedence, and it does for the most part, right? Um, but there is concern that there are a lot of AEW fans who just want AEW and don't want Ring of Honor. I think that uh, you are running into the issue of having uh, a lot of like, like I said, I had concerns about this months ago when I said that there's a lot of redundancy in titles. Mm-hmm. That um, titles, you could have a million titles as long as they represent something specific. Right. And, but then when you start to have the redundancy in there, where you start to have the, you know, we have these six-man titles, but we also have these trios titles. Um, well, those represent the exact same thing. We mm-hmm. have the Ring of Honor tag titles, but we also have the AEW tag title. Those represent the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, mainly when everybody can compete for them. And so, um, I think that the... I don't know what... Like, I get it. I get they're trying to get Ring of Honor a TV deal. I feel like they want Ring of Honor to be its own thing, and they're trying to get it there. But in the meantime, it is eating up a lot of AEW's TV time and a lot of uh, – and I feel like it is driving some people out. I get um, it. I, I originally thought there was going to be a lot of crossover because it, it seems like it, – uh, like AEW exists because of Ring of Honor. But mm-hmm. I have been seeing online a lot that people are super turned off by all the Ring of Honor stuff. So, like, I'm not because I love Ring of Honor and shit, but I understand if you're coming for a certain something and you're getting all of this, a- the, uh, all this ROH stuff, I, ke- I understand. So, I don't, as, you know, I've complained about Chris Jericho and what they're doing with the Ring of Honor Championship anyway. So, I want yeah. to know what the end game is. There has to be some kind of, I think that's, that's what it is because it's like the Ring of Honor Championship exists but for what like what is it leading to what's happening we don't know there's not another roh show announced there's not a tv deal there's nothing it's just like these belts exist which works for me but again the people in the live the live crowd they don't if you don't have an attachment to ring of honor and they haven't really got you to be attached for any reason why would you want to see it so yeah it's a tough situation because i think that uh I, I would love to see them move the Ring of Honor stuff to like a YouTube show, uh, like yes, maybe an hour show every week. But the problem with that is the second you move it off TV, it feels like um, it loses importance. And right. I think that you'll have dead crowds that'll be like, oh, well, they brought Ring of Honor just to put it on YouTube, yep. even though even if it is just a step just to do that until they get the TV deal. Um, so I get it. I get keeping it on TV to keep it relevant. Um 
but it does sometimes feel like it's a little too much of it. The only thing I will disagree with that I've seen people saying, and it was like, oh, well, if you if you have Jericho and Brian, and that's not enough to get people interested in the titles. No, people weren't interested in that match because we've seen it three times over the last few months. They've mm-hmm. gone back to that match too many times recently. We just saw it's it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it, it, they just had it in a tournament. They just mm-hmm. had it all out. No, they've gone back to that. I, I, I felt like the biggest issue was that they went back to that matchup too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that they should have used that for the Toronto match. I knew why they did it, because they felt like they needed a big match for Toronto. They didn't have Kenny. They didn't have Pump. But I think they went back to it too many times recently. And then the other part of it is uh, I thought it was fairly obvious that Brian was going to lose. Like, the second right. they announced it, I was like, all right, it's in Canada. Jericho's not losing in Canada. Uh, the other part of it is he's now pushing this. I'm going to beat every Ring of Honor champion. So it's like, all right, well, it's too soon for him to lose the title. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't the main event. So I was like, no, he's he's losing. It's very clear he's losing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like they just went back to this match too soon. And You're not supposed to use Brian Dan- Brian Danielson isn't supposed to be the lead up to Dalton Castle. No disrespect to Dalton Castle, but you're not supposed to beat Brian Danielson and then like, yeah, like he's supposed nah. to be the end goal. They were supposed to finish with him. They, finish they, the whole they, thing. They, they went back too soon. They went too soon, and then I have to go back to the conversation we had about this because you know I was told you know the payoff to this would be Brian's going to beat him, and hey, Brian still could beat him, but I just think the way that they've done this hasn't really done them any favors. I don't really care for the way that they've booked the Ring of Honor World Title. Me neither. Um, I think that they've booked the pure title pretty well. I think that when Mercedes wasn't injured, they booked that title pretty well. Uh, the stuff between the Briscoes and FDR was good enough for the Ring of Honor tag titles to feel relevant. But I just don't enjoy what they've been doing with the world title. The issue is, is I don't I, I know I, what I, to do with it, though. Like, what, like I think they did what they should have did. And just like you were saying, if it, if it was on a YouTube show, people are going to be like, it's a YouTube show, so we don't care. Like, I think they're doing what they should be doing. They should be showcasing it on the TV shows. They should be trying to get people to care about it. But it's just not working. So, I mean, I guess I, I'll be the, the lone man here and say that eh, I enjoy Chris Jericho a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I have actually, uh, in 2022, um, and, and the cool thing about Jericho antics is that man has me blocked on Twitter, so I don't have to see nothing he ever does because, uh, I don't blocked know. Blocked by Jericho, <laughs> baby. Sorry, I'm fully blocked. Um, but I will say as a performer, um, you know, I feel like a lot of people raise their eyebrows every time somebody says Chris Jericho is having a career year in 2022. But he is. He's, ha- he's having a career year in oh, 2022. Oh, yeah, no, he's definitely working. I've, no, he, enjoyed, he is. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed Chris Jericho kind of more than I've enjoyed Chris Jericho. Like, uh, I enjoyed him a lot in 2019. I feel like he got played out very quickly in 2020 and 2021. Uh, but this year, I'm sorry, he's actually very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can... I have to be able to put political stuff aside when it comes to pro wrestling, mainly because if not, there wouldn't look at the entire (laughs) fucking industry. I would not be able to do anything ever if my politics decided my pro wrestling. I couldn't, right? Because uh, it's everywhere. There's no place I can turn where I wouldn't run into it. So everybody like, made their little donations. All you have to do is pull them up. Like, oh, everybody yeah. did. Everybody. Well, yeah, like, yeah. look, I, I, I like I like Hunter as a booker. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how Hunter votes. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but like, I don't care. I mean, it's not that I don't care. It's that I can't let the two go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I can't be like, uh, hey, you know, I love the Dark Knight as a movie, but also, and Commissioner Gordon was probably one of the best parts of it, but also Gary Oldman um, is a big Trump supporter. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I mean, that's part of still trying to enjoy Harry Potter movies at the moment. It's like, right. uh, mm-hmm. awful. <laughs> which, by the way, man, rest in peace to Hagrid, man. Uh, one of the best characters in the movie. One of the most perfectly cast characters in the movie as well. Um, rest in peace. Uh, but, no, I hear you. I do think that Jericho's having a great year. But I just still don't think he needed that title. Um, and I just don't – I don't see anything he's done with that title so far that – I feel like, all right, well, this is making the title more important. I just don't see it. And I, I get what they're doing. I get highlighting other Ring of Honor guys. I I like it. And, hey, we might get to the end goal of this a few months from now, and I'm like, hey, this worked out. But I just think for now, I just think it's been too much kind of hot potatoing with the Ring of Honor world title. I mean, I, 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 I will say that um, Jericho is when it's all said and done. I think it – it is going to be looked back on well because he is bringing attention to guys that he wouldn't have otherwise. I know a lot of people. I know multiple people who said to me they had never seen a Bandito match before that Jericho match. Which is crazy. Now they could say that they've seen Bandito, right? And it's not that crazy, right? Because Bandito has been... It is if you're an AEW fan. Did did you watch All In? No. Well, that's the thing. AEW's been... I mean, look look at All In versus AEW. Like, Mm -hmm. AEW is much bigger than All In ever was. And so... Um, no, but just, I'm just saying that if you've been here from day one and you're a hardcore AEW fan, I can't see you not seeing the Bandito match. That's sure, kind of but, I, <laughs> but I know plenty of people who started watching AEW because of Punk, right? They came in in 2021, and so they have no context on Bandito. Saw Bandito versus, I know, Punk, Punk did a lot of good. <laughs> I know. You brought some people in. It wasn't all heat. <laughs> no, Punk did. Punk brought fans. Like, I it's, did. I totally yeah, did. If you, I, if, somebody, if, yeah. Somebody sent me a tweet last night, and they were like, it was it was somebody trashing Punk because that's the new thing to do. And I was just like, I can't comment. I just. <laughs> no, Punk brought in fans. Punk did things. And I think mm-hmm. people have, like, it's, it's disingenuous to not acknowledge that. But I know people who only watch because of Punk. Um, and so now that they're fans it's like they they didn't they don't know who bandito was but they're like damn he's dope i want to see more of him right um where i feel like that's probably going to happen with dalton castle where they've never seen him before but now that they're in a place to get exposure to him we'll get to see more of dalton castle are they not um, six man tag ma- title holders anymore because they didn't have the belts they did have the belts on um they didn't have the belts last night that's why I was yes, they did they had it during the entrance I, I specifically was staring at the belts. They had them. I don't remember else. I I don't think Dalton was holding his during the promo, but the other two were. Um, and okay. that was <laughs> they had him. Um, oh yeah, they're still the champs. Yeah, they're still the champs, and they they had him. Because uh, I remember looking at them, thinking, "God, I hate those belts." Like I'm a big belt guy, obviously. I hate the design of those belts. And I remember looking at them last night, going, "Fuck, I hate those." Uh, but so do you think we're gonna get final battle out of this? You think that's gonna happen? I, I think so. Um, yeah. yeah, but. Uh, but either way, where I was going with this was just, I think when it's all said and done, Jericho will have given exposure to a lot of former Ring of Honor champs. And hey, they brought in more now, right? Like, uh, I know he's got like the least popular Ring of Honor title reign of all time and some credit it with being the reign that like killed the company. But uh, Matt Taven's there. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
mean, no, you you you've got mileage with this thing, and that's why again mm-hmm. I knew he was gonna lose because I'm like you you can still run this and milk this and have him put over other Ring of Honor guys. Like our problematic fave, low key. Like nobody's gonna be mad at seeing low key on TV. I mean, some people are gonna be mad. <laughs> yeah. you know? Man, low key. Uh, yeah, I don't think we'll see low key on TV. Yeah. <laughs> It's a shame Adam Cole's a heel, right? Because that's another one you could bring in. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, that would, I mean, yeah. it depends. Like, obviously, there's a lot going on not, with Cole. I haven't Kyle. Like, it hurts, too, because then you could do that match as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's yeah. a lot of others you could expose here. But uh, I feel like the thing they should be doing is using the lesser-known names against Jericho to establish that, hey, these guys are actually pretty good. Definitely. Uh, Brent says, first live AEW show I've ever seen. Still processing how much fun Wednesday was. Lost my voice chanting and screaming. Hope you all had a good week. I mean, yeah, I'm happy for you, the Canada fans who finally got to see all that stuff. Um, see, Nairubin says, kind of disappointed there wasn't a are you stupid, are you dumb sign in Toronto, uh, in that Toronto crowd. P.S. show was lit. Yeah. Shout out to all the Canada people, man. Looks like everybody yeah. had a great time, uh-huh. man. Shucky Ducky says, not going to lie, yellow and pink SPD Rangers had me thirsty. Okay. Look, I mean, <laughs> I, I think, look, I think we all had our, our uh, yellow and pink crush at some point. Um, like Aisha a lot of people. Sure. Yeah, mine was Aisha. I, I, I loved Aisha, yellow ranger. My favorite, like my first pink crush was Cassie. Um, and uh, so I would have been turbo into in space. And then Ashley was dope too, though. Uh, I don't know. I, I like my Power Rangers. Uh, but, uh, Shy Town Spurs says, Power Rangers is my favorite show as a kid. Watched it every day. How do you guys remember this stuff? I have zero memory of any of this. <laughs> this is what Washington were talking about, you guys. Hey, it was Phil does too. Like, that's... Um, yeah. I I will say that I watch stuff like Super Sentai fairly often. That's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and... my son's a big Power Rangers fan. That's a Yeah, that's another... part of it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my my, s- <laughs> my my nephew's uh, birthday is a few weeks after mine, and so watching him discover all these things that I loved as a kid, and like looking as afar as his parents are like, where did he get all these stuff that he loves, like Pokemon, all these other stuff, and I'm like, he's a cancer. <laughs> so the all stuff that I love, like all of a sudden, <laughs> now he loves Sonic, and I'm like, it's, the it's influence. Me. Yeah, uh, let's see, I. I don't know. I, I'm watching like my son's watching Dino Fury right now. I've been watching it with him, uh, and it's it's, it's a fun show. Uh, Zero Prime says Tony versus Sheeta is going be fire. Sheeta promo talking facts. I look as we always say. Everybody's best match is with Hikaru Sheeta. Mm-hmm. You know Tony Storm gonna do it. Tony she Storm's already it. had great matches, mm-hmm. so I'm just saying. Imagine Tony Storm having her best match in AEW with Hikaru Shida. Yeah, um, I'm glad that she finally said the truth that I've been I've been saying for the longest that she carried that division during the pandemic because she mm-hmm. doesn't get enough credit for that. Um, mm-hmm. And I appreciated that she said that. I don't she like like had... John Moxley's name. She was like, like John Moxley, don't you? Y'all better not forget. Yeah. <laughs> we always say it about Moxley. It's the thing we say all the time. But yep. she does not the name they bring up, and she was champion mm-hmm. longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. still the longest reigning champion in the company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. RH says, when can we get Nakamura versus Speedball? 
I know they had some interest in Speedball when he was uh when he was going through his visa stuff or whatever issue that he had that WWE. He was in talks with WWE to get him out of the whole thing, but it kind of fell through. So I mean, one day we could possibly see Speedball Mike Bailey in the WWE. I think Hunter would like him a lot. I'm sure he knows who he is because Hunter knows who everyone is. So, but also oh. Nakamura. That's a great question. Like, where where is Nakamura? What the hell's uh, going so on? He, here? I, he just po- he just posted. He's in. Um, oh, he was, was at the band. yeah right at the yeah. funeral. I, I didn't yeah, see at the that. funeral. Yeah, the last time I saw him, he was in that hit row segment backstage. Which, yeah. what the hell are they doing, with Nakamura? What the hell are they doing with a lot of guys over there? I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, a little hit row this week. Got to talk about that. Know. We're going to talk about SmackDown yeah. here in just a second. Um, so Martin says what do you guys think the see this is weird to me uh, i can't even read this out loud but he says what do you guys think uh, the amount of hate on aw cornet russo booker t helwani joy janela jobber nation it's a look first off do not mention jobber nation oh, god i didn't want you to say it names. out loud when you're reading so, don't thing. put that with any of those names um yeah, the problem is all of those guys that you named before that are guys that are in the industry in the business they're, they're in the business 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 um, business not the, the business. jabber nation is a troll account like yeah yeah no. that's a troll account like that that doesn't matter um Booker T is hella funny that you guys see what he said about Jimmy Smith. He's like, we can't let him be in here like that. That's what they think of us. <laughs> Why are you so mad, Booker T? You guys think Jimmy Jimmy what? was what? out of line though? Impersonation, no. Are you talking about with Jimmy Smith? Are you talking about when he said Roman can't? Uh, Roman's right. not a fighter. Like, yeah. Obviously, this is a guy who made a career, and I'm talking about Jimmy Smith, like- a guy who made a career <laughs> off of MMA. Right. Who then got to call pro wrestling? Anybody qualified to talk about that? Mm-hmm. It's him, right. and he wasn't even saying that in an insulting way. He no, was he saying, wasn't. "Look, Roman's a performer, and he's great at performing. But he, at the end of the day, is a performer." That's it. And, and look, Roman will say the same thing. He's not like, "I'm a badass fighter. I'm fucking. I'm a hey. WWE superstar, bro." Okay, hey, guys, we, we got to stop taking offense to this. Yes, because. We aren't watching real fighting. We we're know not, what no. we're watching. I don't want the guys to fight. Like, <laughs> I don't want Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn to really fight each other. I want them to put on a great performance. I don't want to see them go in there and fucking knock each other out. That's yeah, not what I, this is no. about. I have no reason to take offense to anybody telling me this. You, do you remember the old Stan Lee clip where Stan Lee was asked uh, who would win in a fight between, I think it was uh, the thing in Spider-Man, and Stanley said, I'm going to answer this question once and for all. Whoever will win between Spider-Man and the thing is whoever the writer wants to win because that's how this works. These are fake fake people and i and if i as a writer want to decide he's like it don't matter how strong somebody is if mm-hmm. i as a writer decide i want spider-man to win spider-man's gonna win and i'll find a way to get there but it's fiction stop if asking Ray mysterio is gonna beat up the big show he's gonna do it because they writing it to do that. yeah That's and so like happens. the idea yeah. of uh well this person could beat this person could this piece of person beat this person whoever the booker decides is gonna beat this person is gonna beat this person it's that stan lee adage because at the end of the day it's fiction it doesn't matter like obviously these are real questions you can ask when it comes to um legitimate fight sports you can ask these questions with boxing you can ask these questions and jimmy didn't say i don't think wrestlers are tough i think that's what wrestlers get so caught up in like these guys don't think i'm tough he didn't say that Um, (laughs) he just said you guys are not like there's two different things there's a professional fighter and there's a professional wrestler i i also think that uh the 
the way that uh, ev- almost everybody that works for that company and all of their fans are just so. I can't say the word I want to use on air. <laughs> um, the, what what they're doing with Roman is kind of whack. I just think that we get it. Roman is great, but it's just like y'all don't have to go this hard for this man. We all know that he's great. He's the number one wrestler in the world um, on PWI. Um, he's getting his credit. He has two belts o- o- over his shoulders. Y'all don't have to defend this man anytime anybody says anything mm-hmm. about him. It's not right. that serious. Calm down. He's the guy. We know it. We get it. He's the mm-hmm. guy. And it's just like, oh, well, you can't be saying that about Roman or that Braun quote this week. Oh, I don't think he should ever lose. It's like, fam, stop, man. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that a few times, too, of people being like, just let Roman have it forever. But, like, come on, you guys. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's getting a little nasty, man. It's like, all right, man, he's, he's great. We all get he's great but calm down darian pittman says drunk game from odb yeah that's a good one um van twin did blades we, did we answer that guy's question by the way what was the, what question? Was the question uh we, we we all got so disgusted that he said uh oh yeah no just the question what is it with all the hate i mean look it's um like we know what it is from russo russo mm-hmm. Russo has been trying to get wrestling without wrestling over for a long time. So any yep. product that didn't follow Jerry his Springer, formula, bro, Jerry Springer, bro. Like he, um, I talked about this on day after dynamite a little bit, but I've been reading old observers, um, because they, it's, it's always great to read stuff from the moment in time to get the idea of what it's like at the moment in time. Like it's easy to look back on Russo destroying WCW in hindsight, but it's even more fun to read it in real time. And so I was reading from the first month of Russo in WCW and some of the stuff that was leaking out. And one of the things he had said straight up was um, not only did he want as little wrestling on the program as possible, he was going to like find people for having a hold applied for more than five <laughs> seconds. Um, <laughs> You can find for wrestling is crazy. He literally said if, <laughs> on a, a hold show. is applied for more than five seconds, like it's too much. Uh, he wanted little wrestling. He wanted he wanted to write um, he wanted to write soap operas. Mm-hmm. And like that's not to say that drama isn't a good thing in pro wrestling because I think it is. It's not to say that you don't need storylines. You absolutely need storylines, but. I fully disagree with the idea that it's the best thing about pro wrestling. As a matter of fact, I still feel it's the worst thing about pro wrestling. And I just, let me elaborate on why I feel that way. I'm Ooh, you are steal- on your own on that one, buddy. Hold on. I'm going to steal a point from one Trevor Dane. Pro wrestling. At the end of the day, the thing pro wrestling still does best and still does uniquely is the in-ring stuff whether it's moments in the ring whether you're storytelling in the ring whether you're just doing a bunch of moves at the end of the day that's the thing wrestling is has unique about it when you take that away and simply do the drama then you're trying to just put on basic television work right but like when you put it up against the best stuff on television doesn't even compare when you put it even up against the most mediocre stuff on television it doesn't compare the part that sets wrestling apart from other television products is the in-ring product that's what makes it unique if you take that part away or minimize that part then all of a sudden you're just left with drama that's not as good as other drama if i'm only watching for the drama i guarantee you i can get it better elsewhere and I watch great television. I spend a lot of my time watching great television that has great drama. 
I have never watched a TV show in my life better than Breaking Bad. You're never going to top that with performers in pro wrestling who, I'm sorry, as far as acting chops are concerned, aren't as good as those people. Uh-oh, so, not me like, about to get you out of here. You're right next to Jimmy Smith. They're not yeah. acting. So, <laughs> so I, I, I'm I sorry. Get, but I get like, what you're saying, but saying it's the worst thing about wrestling, that's a little No, I'm, not, I'm saying this. I'm saying that wrestlers are good at the wrestling product and what and wrestling product is it encompasses so many things it encompasses the in-ring it encompasses the the drama it encompasses the promos all of that and i think wrestling is a combination of those things but if you just try to do one of those things um the only one that wrestling does uniquely well is pro wrestling right other than that but I just don't think you can say both. I don't think you can say that we all know that these are fake fights and this is not real, but then also say, all right, well, the, the wrestling matters more than the stories because the reason we care about the outcome of the match is the story. Um, and so I can't say that it's the worst thing about it. It's not just, we, though. No, I'm not, no I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the stories Because I necessary. sometimes don't. When people talk about stories, sometimes I'm like, I don't give a fuck about a story. You can put two wrestlers in here who have no backstory that are just doing a bunch of spots, and I love that shit. They always no, try to lump everybody into like, we don't like well, this not, shit. We I'm don't not like saying this. it. I like saying, that shit. Like, no, I represent saying, that. That's, that's I, a know? big reach to say that it's the worst thing about wrestling. I mean, for for me, story, like, like, yeah, that's wild. Like, uh, I, the way I put it is this. A good story with a bad match, I think, has a much bigger everlasting stink than a bad story with a great match. I think a bad I think a great match can wipe away a bad story, but a bad story a good story cannot wipe away a bad match. And uh I think Bane, Hell in the Cell, Seth Rollins. There's no I mean all no of that story stuff, to that though. That, that, that was bad story bad story and bad match. But like um the part the one I brought up on Ask Rhapsody when we talked about this was uh Hogan and Rock and how the build up to that was awful. Like I said, the rock got run over by a semi truck and wrestled the match. <laughs> but Anyway, the uh, and that was just to write him off a of TV because he couldn't be there for the whole build. Either way, shit build, right? But you remembered what happened in the ring. Um, and because at the end of the day, the in-ring match delivered. None of the buildup even mattered. Nobody remembered that Hogan tried to heal the fans still. Nobody remembered any of that stuff. It didn't matter because the match delivered at the end of it. But on the other hand, you have great buildup in Sting versus Hogan that built up for a year and a half and but at the end of the day all of that stuff got washed away because the match stunk and didn't deliver what it was supposed to so those are that those are my like two most defining examples for me as a fan like when i talk about in ring i am not just talking about moves right i i do believe in storytelling i do believe in like i am a believer that rock and hogan is one of the greatest matches of all time i do believe that uh, best match of 2019 was Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes um, that I still believe in a good dramatic in-ring product. I just believe that doing dramatic yeah, in-ring I, work. I just think is you got you to gotta clarify that point, though, because when you just come out and say that story is the worst part of wrestling, that's a wild soundbite. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you, I think you got to make that point a little bit clearer. Well, because, like, again, I use Russo as an example because he is the biggest offender of trying to do the most non-wrestling stuff on pro wrestling uh, that he did attempt 
to do a um, a pregnancy angle that revolved around who is the father of Stacy Keebler's baby in WCW, a, a storyline that can have no in-ring conclusion because uh, how do you conclude that in the ring? Like at the end of the day, all stories have to conclude with something happening in the ring. And he was writing stuff. Claire Lynch was another one in TNA where it was one of the worst angles of all time. And he was trying his hardest to like write stuff that didn't have the ability to conclude in ring. Now, that's Russo I'm talking about. Cornette, on the other hand, Cornette, he has just been stuck in 80s pro wrestling for a long time. I'd like to say that what he talks about is new, but like, go back and listen to his rants from the 90s. He was anti-attitude era too. He was anti all of that stuff. He, he's very much been like a, um, and look, it's not a knock against the guy, but uh, I once had an exchange with Jim Cornette where he told me that, the most wrestling wrestler of all time was Dr. Death Steve Williams. That when you look at a, I'm serious, he said that uh, his prototypical wrestler, the person he would have built an entire company around was Dr. Death Steve Williams. That is his prototypical wrestler. That is who he believed um, made up for what a wrestler should act like, sound like, look like, be like. The bro was sad, bro, for all. <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> horrible. Um, so, and, and I like Dr. Death. But I recognize that, like, you're telling me that was your guy. And granted, if for those who don't recall, Dr. Death was supposed to be the game. Um, and by that, I mean, like, he was supposed to get the push that ended up going to Hunter in 1999. Mm -hmm. um, that that was the original plan was we need somebody who is going to be Austin's counterpart. And Austin's counterpart, uh, somebody who is... Because at the time, the Attitude Era did not have anybody on the heel side of things who could be seen as as big and as strong as Steve Austin, uh, who is as menacing and conniving as Steve Austin, but just on the other side. And originally, the plan for that was we're going to build Dr. Death Steve Williams to be the counterpart to Steve Austin. And eventually, they ended up figuring out that actually Hunter was that guy. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine had they gone with Dr. Death Steve Williams? Wow. We could have a different... Uh, wrestling right now would be different. <laughs> wrestling yeah. right now would be different. Hunter he was wouldn't that have guy. Got, he wouldn't <laughs> have gotten an angle with his wife who got, you know what I mean? Like so much could have changed if he wasn't that guy. It's crazy. Like the whole trajectory of what professional wrestling is today would be different if Dr. Death was the game instead of. <laughs> instead of Hunter. Like that's, <laughs> that's wild, right? But like mm -hmm. Russo just has a different view. Look, Booker T is signed to WWF or WWF, WWE, and he's been signed for, he's got a decade long contract. We know what Booker T And he's only like three years into that contract. Mm -hmm. We know where Booker T lies. Um, So like, regardless, the thing I will always say as far as pro wrestling is concerned, because obviously we had our criticisms for AEW just earlier. We just talked about um, all of the Ring of Honor stuff, and I do mm -hmm. think that it is not doing well for the product. Right. All that said, if you like it, I recognize that um, a lot of people need their views to also be co-signed. It helps. It helps you. Yes. Um, I fully understand that. I recognize that. But like, you can't get wrapped up in people who oppose your views. Um, right. Yeah. Find that's your the, guys. That's, that's the issue. That's yeah. that's what it is. I think just find your guys. Um, yeah. Because yep. 
They're Watch entitled the to their views. I think Cornette's entitled to his views. Definitely. Um, I think I think he's wrong in a lot of them, especially all those his... people that are actually in the business can say that because they put in work and they yeah. earn the right to be shitty if they want but to. Fully, fully entitled to their views. I mean, look, I think Cornette is is an abhorrent racist, um, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of stuff gets swept under the rug because he's like, hey, he likes this one black person, and it's like, yeah, well, like I get why he likes Lashley. It's because, and I like Lashley. Don't put this don't tell me i don't love lashley denver pride baby but lashley the reason cornet likes lashley because whenever somebody says we ever whenever we say cornet's racist they'll always say but look he likes lashley and it's like because he, he likes new jack bro the, new jack did not like cornet he didn't like him no yeah. um but and and think about what his go-to for New Jack, by the way, was. I that's uh, why that's why I yeah. said that because I'm like I don't think you guys realize what you're saying when you say mm-hmm. he likes New yeah. Jack, but right, you know. right. But Cornette, think about Lashley and how if you were the nigga would describe Lashley as one of the good ones. Come on, let's exactly. Be real that's about a, that's that. a, I was trying to get Come there. Uh, yeah. I, was, I was trying to get there in that like Lashley is one of those guys who. Um, I think any racist would cite as no. I like him. Look at him. He mm-hmm. he's completely inoffensive. He look at him. He dresses nicely. Served our country. Yeah. He served our country. He 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 speaks so he speaks well. So well. Oh yeah. my god! I almost so well, broke my yo. chair in half. Ah, <laughs> look, you know, oh my god. you know that if somebody like Cornette when he picks Lashley, you know that Lashley doesn't offend his senses. Because right. on the other That's hand, he cannot stand talking about the new day. When the mm-hmm. new day comes up, he almost wants to like vomit, and, like it mm-hmm. choke himself. He can't stand talking about the new day. But you. And he says that he calls them clowns. He says it's clown behavior that he just can't stomach all of that stuff. And that to me represents a, like I said, when, when a black person doesn't offend his senses, when it doesn't offend his uh, abilities to, uh, for what he sees as normal, then it's fine. It's great. That's Bobby Lashley to him. But when it's the new day, all of a sudden it's a problem. Uh, I do fully believe Cornette is like a, an abhorrent racist. Yeah. Uh, but that yeah. he finds his justifications in guys that don't offend his senses. And how um, did we get on 20 minutes on these fucking Sorry. Yo, sorry, sorry. So here, here, to wrap all of this up, I think that the common trend with all of the guys you mentioned in that, in that super chat is that uh, people are welcome to their opinions. But yep. once you start, uh, well, before I say that, um, I think that both both fan bases, WWE and AEW, get very offended when you say anything negative about their their product, they um, and they jump to the defense. But I don't think that you help your case after you do that by then singling out that fan base and doing, oh, this fan base is the worst, because then um, it, it they feel enabled to come back at you and keep going back at you and combating you. If you keep trying to argue back and forth with a fan base, they're gonna keep they're gonna keep doing it. Like so, the the worst thing you can do if after the fact that you disagree with people's opinions and go, oh well, you guys are stupid anyway. It's like oh, no, 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 no. That's no. not the way to do and, this. Man. And, and 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 that's not to say that everybody you mentioned did that, but that is a right. common trend that I've seen with a lot of people once they get. Um, you guys are triggered. You're dumb. You're all this. Yeah, and it's you, like, guys, no, you guys are AEW freakazoids. So you guys mm-hmm. are all terrible. It's like, that doesn't help you. Like, you're just digging a hole for yourself. And again, I don't want to single out anybody. Um, as we talked about in Ask Graph today, I don't like uh, 
talking about other media folks because I feel like it's kind of low hanging fruit. Um, But I just don't, I don't think that you help yourself when you start being combative with people's fan bases because it's just, you're just going to, it's a never ending (laughs) battle at that point. And I've had to stop myself from going back and forth with people because it just keeps going. No, I think anybody's in time. Look, wrestling is so different right now. That's the thing is all the products are so different that like, you know, I, I try to take in as much of it as I can. But at the end of the day, uh, I gravitate to the products that, that cater to my taste. Um, like Raw caters a lot more to my taste these days. SmackDown doesn't cater a lot to my taste. Um, I liked a lot on SmackDown this week. But for the most part, the show doesn't cater as much to my taste as Raw does. Um, and, that's an, it's, and the thing is, you're also entitled to an evolving taste. You just are. Um, True. That... Uh, you know, because I've heard people say, hey, I, you know, back in the day, you used to not be much on in-ring stuff and you were more about storylines. You could probably pull up a podcast where I probably said the exact opposite of the stuff I said earlier because I've been doing this shit for 17 years. Um, Tasty Ball, yeah. th- uh, I'm 35, shit's happened. Um, so I want to talk about a couple of things really quick. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. I know we see each other every week. So I feel like uh, multiple times a week, actually. Definitely. And you, the Fightful audience, have seen a lot of me over the last few weeks. Question. Have you guys noticed anything different about me? Hmm. I don't know. Huh. I mean, you know, looks like you might have been uh, getting your weight up out there. You trying, um, trying to get in the ring? So actually, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I am glad you noticed Righteous Reg. Your boy's trying to get in the ring? Come on, Will. Let me know right now because no, I'm going to not... be your manager and I'm going to do your entrance music. Um, actually, I accept all of the above. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> what I was actually going to say is that uh, I have been. I have actually been um, really working on getting my, my body in order and uh, getting fit. That's actually been exactly it. Look, I haven't been um, happy with my my shape in a while. And I want to take this time a little bit to talk about Grap City's newest sponsor. Because, um, look, uh, over the pandemic, I got uh, really out of shape. Like, completely out of shape. I, I, I felt like I spent... Um, just a lot of time working at home and I've been doing podcasts from this very chair and it's just very easy to, to snack and, and let weight get out of control. I swear to you, I gained a lot of weight over the pandemic. Um, and I tried multiple times to uh, create a routine to get active, get myself fit. And uh, it was tough. Every single time I did, I felt like I was on track for maybe a week or so, and then I'd fall off. Um, and, you know, uh, I, people had noted in my background, they could see my workout bench that, like, wasn't put together in the first, like, couple of months of Grapsity. Um, and so a, a big part of what's helped make that change has been the FitBod app. Um, and... Part of what FitBod uh, allows you to do is to to stay on track when it comes to you. My experience with the FitBod app has been that um, it allows you to set goals. Uh, and personally for me, I had a, a goal of losing 30 pounds by my birthday. That was it. I wanted, I, I had gotten to, I, I kid you not, I got to 222 and that was when I looked in the mirror and realized this is where it needed to change for me. And... 
uh, I decided when I wanted to do that by, and I said I wanted to do it by my birthday. And Fitbot app allowed me to do that. It allowed me to keep track of my goals. Um, it allowed me to, uh, to it, it gives me the reminders to stay motivated. And one of the cool things was I actually got sick this past week. Uh, I've been sick. And of course, when I get sick, not able to work out, not able to uh, hit the gym, anything along those lines. But uh, with those days missed, it keeps track of these things and it adjusts your workout for you. And it adjusts uh, and gives you the ability to, um, you know, some say you can't necessarily make up in a workout and you can't really do so. But what you can do is adjust your goals um, and adjust your workouts to continue to work toward the goals you want to do and how the algorithm updates your fitness plan as you go. Um, and you can add in your equipment. You pick a fitness goal and create a routine that works for you. Whether you've been missing gym time or if you hit a plateau, um, a fresh start has never been easier. The app switches up your experiences to avoid overtraining or burnout and your program um, base, uh, changes based on your personal progress for maximized results. You put in your results um, and exactly where you are with your weight goals and you can continue to see the adjustments. A full year of FitBod is actually less than the cost of a single session with a personal trainer. Um, you can join FitBod today and build a routine that grows with you. Uh, without slimming down your wallet. You can get 25% off your subscription or try the app free at our link in the description below um, or just go to, as you can see on your screen, fitbod.me slash grapsity. Again, you can see it right there. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash grapsity. And again, I don't, like I, said, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but like... I am legitimately down. I kid you not. I was so happy to see it today. I am down 20 pounds wow. from this past summer. That's crazy. Um, that is insanity. Um, I mean, look, you can freaking see my neck again. Um, <laughs> wow. Like um, it was. It that's was, cool it was, too that you're able to get that in because you're always traveling and on the move. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, it's hard to just be able to go to the gym all the time from wherever you're broadcasting from at the time you know like I, I, will, I will tell you a little bit of a, a sweet story that uh where this like truly began for me and where the app actually uh really became what i needed in my life my daughter is in a digital photography class mm. and uh one of her assignments was it was a scavenger hunt and you had to take pictures of various things take pictures of a thing that's meaningful to you, take pictures of a thing, like a toy, things like that. One of the things was take a picture of something that makes you smile. And my daughter said, I'm going to take a picture of dad. And mm -hmm. I thought, oh, damn, that like really spoke to me. That really hit the heartstrings. And she took a picture of me and I looked at the picture and went, what the hell? How did I get here? How did I get here? Um, it was like a full body picture. And I'm like, OK, it's time to make a change. Uh, I appreciate the sentiment, but like, I've got to change. I, I have to. Uh, I recognize that I am on a slippery slope. I'm 35. I, I may not be able to turn back, but I feel like I've turned back. Take a look at the shirt I'm wearing. This here, my friends, an extra large shirt that I've worn here on Grapsity that used to be fairly snug. <laughs> this shit is loose as hell on me now. Okay, I'm actually maybe. having a great time. Again, fitbod.me slash Grapsity. Y'all go get FitBod, y'all. Go get FitBod. Slash Grapsity. Slash Grapsity. All right. 
Uh, let's continue to read some more. Uh, and actually, no, we'll read toward the end. We got to talk about the big, big thing of the week. What happened? So Extreme Rules was last <laughs> week. Extreme Rules. Pretty good show. I would say almost top to bottom, pretty good show. Um, I thought that the six-man match was excellent. That was my match of the night. Um, and, you know, I hope that we are kind of moving on from these two sides and, mm -hmm. and they, they find more to do on the other sides of things. I mean, well, hey, we got Rey Mysterio. He's about to face uh, Gunther, so, like, uh, things are going to happen. What there. the hell happened on SmackDown that, last that night that Rey Mysterio is now that, there? What the hell happened? That Rey stuff was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. I mean, look, I, I said this in our group chat, and I think this is very funny. But uh, Rey Mysterio went to Triple H to say, I'm being attacked by Judgment Day. I don't want to fight my son. Um, I quit and Hunter's like, well, here's a solution. How about we move you to SmackDown? And he's officially part of the SmackDown roster. That would be a excellent solution. If on this same show, I didn't see Raw's Omos show up. Um, <laughs> I didn't see Raw's Bailey in a match. And we haven't seen the Bloodlines, Solo Sokoa, Sami Zayn, literally wrestling on both shows. Mm-hmm. How does this stop Judgment Day from just being like, all right, let's go to SmackDown? And beat I was going to say he could go hide in NXT, but uh, Sonya Deville just showed up over there. Like, anybody could show up anywhere, yeah. you guys. Yeah. Like, you're How not hiding from them? anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go hide in NXT so your son can go to NXT. Yeah. No, I. So, man, the funny thing about all of this is that, you know, going to your boss and telling them that your son bullied you off of Raw <laughs> is the funniest <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is hilarious. Him oh. winning the match and going, this is my new home, guys. I'm so happy. I'm like, fam. <laughs> yo, my you son got... keep fucking me out, bro. I got to leave. My, my, my son job. keep begging for this fight, yo. Mm -hmm. And then, so, you do all of that, and you go, and you now are number one contender for the Intercontinental title. And so, you're telling me that you would rather take these brutal chops from Walter, <laughs> I'm sorry, Gunther, than just... Just hand your son the fade that he's been asking for for months. Your like, what's son, wrong with you, man? <laughs> History has told us you're supposed to hand them the fade. Like, you're supposed to do this. And you're like, nah, I'd rather go fight Big Gunther. Let him Yo, chop And look, what happened in eight years? Because I'm, or, <laughs> sorry, 10 years. Because I'm pretty sure when WWE 13 came out, he wanted to beat yep. his son. go beat I can't wait to beat my kid. <laughs> now. Now that they're older. Now though. you run it from the grind, Ray Jr. What's up? Running from the grind. <laughs> <laughs> Not for real though. Extreme Rules, I thought, was a pretty solid pay-per-view. Um again, I thought the Brawling Brutes in Imperium was very good. Uh if you watched me on um after the week, I did say Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan was like the worst thing of the week. Um and <laughs> that I, match was awful. God, I stand shit, I stand by that. Um, I wasn't a fan of Cross uh, and, and Drew McIntyre really either. You were Phil. I I wasn't a fan of it, but boy did I I did I die laughing for most of this match. Um, <laughs> just just stuff like Cross Ooh. beating Drew down with the strap in, and Scarlett just running up to him next to him and just screaming more more. 
all of this stuff is like, who is it for, man? Like, what's the what cr- what's, gonna, what's gonna get crossover? You think, Phil? Like, what is I, it? I don't know. But it's not working yo, right now. Winning, winning because your wife pepper sprayed your opponent is <laughs> not gonna get you. That's not a good look. That's not a good look. No, it's not. It's yo, not. yeah, everything about this was ridiculous. I laughed a lot at it. This was the this was a dumb match, but. Very funny all around. Everything about it was funny to me. Um, and it could be that I'm still laughing that, um, man, Triple H is not going to give up on this, on this carrying cross thing. No, he, he's and, not. And, and it's very apparent he's going to keep pushing this until it works. And so, yeah. yeah it's this just his biggest, like, I'm forcing you guys to like my vision. This is his biggest the, one for the, sure. This segment last night of that made absolutely no sense of, hey, this guy got into a car accident. We have no, like, first of all, why is why is SmackDown filming the the, the 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 accident? Like I have so many questions about this accident that were not answered. Like mm. how did he just randomly get into an accident? And so then we see Drew just run in and beat him up. Like he clearly doesn't care that these two have gotten into a car accident. Like what was mm. that segment? Mm. <laughs> what is this? So like going on over there. Uh, I think what I called the best thing of last week, uh, the ladder match. Bianca Belair versus Bailey was my favorite thing. We were all uh, very surprised because we all picked Bailey last week to know, win this match. Nah, Bianca, was, nah, Bianca was at home like, nah, shut up, Will and Phil. I saw y'all, y'all talking shit that I was gonna lose this match. Yeah, watch your mouth. What's happening with Bianca? Where she's who's Bianca gonna be I don't know, but Bianca used this match to remind us who she is. That. Um, Somebody said, and uh, I'm going to take this point, but then modify it a bit. But they said that uh, she's the modern John Cena from the women's division. Uh, yeah, except like good. Um, hey, yo. I mean that. And look, I mean that in the da, sense da, da, da. that. Mm-hmm. Look, I like Cena, but I recognize Cena's limitations. And I don't think Bianca has any of the limitations that Cena had. Um, yeah, I it's think... way different when it comes. Bianca works circles around Cena, like yeah, even wow. later Cena at this point. Um, she's tremendous, man. I think I think I think she's one of the. I don't want to say she's underrated because that sounds crazy, but I think what she's doing. I think it's going to be in five years. We're going to be like, yo, Bianca was. Y'all remember what Bianca like? She's on one of those runs where we just she's like a, she's on a really she's amazing a generational match. talent, man. She's insane. Hey, and I I do think the ladder match was the best match from the mm-hmm. pay per view. Um, I think it was as well. I think it it had the the best story told. I think that. Um, Bailey had it believably won on multiple occasions. Um, I said on after the week last week that I felt she did boo boo face her entrance a little bit. Eesh. Like the way she was walking out, the way Bailey was walking out, I'm like, huh, she don't look like somebody who you know who her <laughs> best friend is. <laughs> I was like, uh, I know that was my thought was, oh no, is she picking up a little bit of Sasha stuff here because it feels like I'm like the way she's walking out does not look like somebody who. Think she's going to win even no, think she has a chance friend <laughs> and uh i think the performance in the match was great yeah. um like i said there was some believable near fall or uh, fit near finishes um when she grabbed the braid and pulled it through the ladder and i thought oh that's a good way to just now go grab the belt um the uh of course the interference from damage control didn't really work out and i have concerns about that mm-hmm. uh because Bianca kind of laid waste to both of them and by herself. But like, yeah. you know, the we thought going into it, the story that they were telling was, look, Bianca just had her backup eliminated. It's now 
three on one. Bianca just had Alexa Bliss wiped out. She just had Oscar ba- wiped out. Um, some were asking, is she going to call upon Sasha Banks? Is she going to call upon Naomi? What's going to happen here? Nah, she laid waste to all three by herself. Uh, she literally did a double KOD <laughs> to, to both. She didn't, she just proved I can handle damage control entirely on my own. And yeah. that, was, that was a cool moment. I do have, it's a cool that, moment, but it, it's, it's concerning for the future of damage. Yeah. Control. It, it was a what cool is moment, the, but... the tag team women's tag team championships? They are just exactly what Naomi yeah. and Sasha said. They're nothing. Right. But, but that, that's where I was going. It's just like, all right, but you just had two of your champions just get like uh, obliterated on pay-per-view and they didn't have a match. Right. It's just mm-hmm. like, uh-huh. Still the and same so, thing that they were talking person. about. And, yeah. and, and I, I kind of—it's great like, for Bianca. But yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, well, in that of, case, she is Cena because she's dominating everybody. But like I said, I feel like it's like <laughs> Cena booking with a better mm-hmm. performer is what yes. I what I'm exactly. saying by that. Right. Um, yeah, I I kind of feel like they're overexposing them too. Like I just don't think it's good to have damage control on both shows if mm-hmm. you don't have an overarching story with them. They're just appearing on both shows, and the the segments are very repetitive. They're doing the same thing and, on and, both shows. And, and right. Even the matches are starting to get repetitive. It's like. Mm. If if you're only seeing it on one show, it's not as noticeable. But when you have it on both shows, it's hard not to notice it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and so the other two things to talk about from the show, um, the I Quit match. Uh, I guess mileage is going to vary on this one because uh, I was not a fan of the match. Um, and that's not to say I wasn't a fan of the entire match. Because uh, one of the things I'm a believer in, as much as I just went on that whole rant about in-ring product and <laughs> in-ring stuff, one thing I'm also a believer in is... That edge sucks. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm going to say. <laughs> what I was going to say, Reginald, oh, is that... <laughs> is that sometimes... You just need to give what you got. That I think this match had an excellent 10 minutes worth of content. Like, really good 10 minutes. Like, that last 10 minutes of the match, excellent, like, five-star stuff. But I'm looking at the match time right now, and this shit went 30 minutes. 29 minutes and 55 seeks. And I legitimately felt like 20 minutes of it was nothing. Nothing was happening for 20 minutes. They were just literally, like, just throwing punches and and Mm. but again i thought that 10 minutes excellent stuff i thought that was some great storytelling i loved what they were doing the stuff with ray um when beth finally came in and the the concerto spot all of it i was actually a big fan of i think that's been edge's thing this whole his whole return is uh he should focus on less is more because everything has just been a little too much a little overproduced a little much long every single thing that has been have been the worst thing about his return. The matches right. are too long. The, mm-hmm. the matches are way overbooked. Yep. Um, I, Which is, the, uh, if you only have 30, I mean, if, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I just, I think the good things about the match that I noticed is that Finn is just so much better at the heel. He's yeah. more confident. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way that he's introduced, you know, all of these outside influences into his uh, style, like the mask when he came out, like those are the things we loved about Finn in new right. japan is that he's being he'll, uh, he'll find an innovative way to do something you know a way to stand out and look different um you know he has a really good eye for style and you know what is hip at the moment and so 
I think all of that stuff is good. And I think they did the right thing. Finn needed the win here. I like the way they got to the win. The story was good, but this match was way too long. And I feel like that's been my issue with a lot of the edge matches since he's Mm -hmm. been back. I I don't know why they thought this needed 30 minutes. This was not a 30 minute match. Uh, And if you don't have 30 minutes of content, don't run a 30 minute match. Like just give people what you got Mm -hmm. and, and go with it. Definitely um, cut that in half to fifteen if yeah, that's what we're doing. Edge Edge doing Edge doing the over dramatic acting and stuff too is mm, not really my cup of tea uh, either. I feel like that was the stuff I didn't like about the early Judgment Day stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know people like the Orton feud, but I that's some of the stuff I didn't like about the Orton feud too either. It was right. just too it was just too much over. Zoom in on Edge's face. He's serious right now. The stuff yeah. I liked about the Orton feud. <laughs> you know the funny thing is the stuff I liked about the Orton feud was the um the promos and build up but the everlasting memory i have of that feud is them having a long ass boring match at wrestlemania oh, that, that backlash match was the greatest oh wrestling match of all time that awful. match was the longest awful, experience awful. i was like i can't no yeah but so, i do like just like what phil's saying i think this has been a vehicle for finn to really get back into what he is i think he can eventually be in the main event scene i think everything that finn is doing is great and i hope this leads to great, more this gotta great, get grape street, street everything fan finn's doing is grape grape street <laughs> we just gotta get through this fucking intergender match or whatever they're gonna do and hopefully mm-hmm. judgment day moves all the way on from did, being around did edge. they change finn's theme again i noticed that when he came out is his because his solo theme was different it seems like it's more of a variation of his other thing mm. like his original mm-hmm. theme uh not sure no um fight pit was like kind of unremarkable um uh, i don't know why they brought in the the hair dryer sound effects for daniel cormier's entrance but like <laughs> um y'all don't have to do fake cheers like i guess they didn't trust that the crowd yeah I, I guess they don't trust that the crowd knew who he was um or knew enough about him and that was probably true i but, thought like, they were gonna be done with that when vince was gone man no they they've, they've been doing Never. it they did it uh they've been using it again um pretty much in total backstage segments that's like all it is for backstage segments but they're selling out these um, shows man it's like uh, it doesn't make any sense to me they're using it again for backstage segments um or maybe they never stopped i don't know but mm-hmm. uh there was a lot of it on on raw and they're using it a bit for damage control which is also concerning um but the uh so yeah i felt like that match was kind of unremarkable um yeah, i was kind of surprised because I, I like the fight pit as a concept I was surprised that they just had Seth Rollins go in there and just like wrestle. <laughs> like, so, I thought he was going to change the style up. So, this was, I feel like, the worst Seth Rollins pay per view match of the year. Um, and, and I'm not saying that to say that it was a bad match. I think it was very underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the reasons it was underwhelming is because of the build. It's just like, yo, you can't sell me on, all right, he's beat this guy. He beat this guy in Cardiff. And all right, now it's going into Riddle's domain. I figured that Riddle was going to dominate this match with his style of wrestling. And he kind of didn't. There was no real, like, story of Riddle working, you know. You never got this the idea, put it this way, in that match that, you know, this is his kind of match and he excels in this match. Like, you never got the idea of why he excels in this match. And I think that was the problem. Cormier mm-hmm. never factored in. I didn't understand why he was even there because I kept ex- I kept expecting – for him to lose by like Cormier helping Riddle, Riddle win. I thought that I thought that uh, Seth was going to go too far with Cormier at some point because that's kind of the reason you put like a fighter at a special 
guest right. referee spot. We've seen that in so many wrestling matches. Like, it's like with how thing, Ken Shamrock was, originally came in the yeah, WrestleMania Ken Shamrock 13 match. Yeah. Mike Tyson, all of these guys mm-hmm. that were special guest referees, they eventually beat up the heel and helped right. the babyface win. Mm-hmm. And that never happened. And so Rollins tapped here and lost clean. I was like, okay, he has a title match tomorrow. Why would you do that? Like, what what are we doing? And so he he, book like that, man. So he loses clean. Then they completely just demolish Lashley by bringing Brock back for whatever reason, which I hated. Um, and the way they did it made no sense. And then uh, you have Rollins come out. And I knew the entire time that Brock was beating him down. I was like, this is how Rollins is going to win the title. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. And so when Rollins came down, I was like, all right, let's just go ahead and get it over with. But that they don't understand that that takes away from Rollins. I, I hated the way he won, and yeah. so the only thing I liked about it is that he's still doing the character stuff really well. Um, I really liked the character moment of him saying, "No, get back in here and fight me." And then he looked around for a minute and he saw that everything he was saying wasn't working. He was like, "I thought you were a soldier," and I and I was like, "That's great character work because the guy doesn't think he's a heel," and mm-hmm. so he was like. How do I get you to get back in this? I have to do the heel thing. All right, mm-hmm. I'll do the wrestling thing. Oh, you're a soldier. I thought you get back in this ring. And it worked, and he won that way. That is a good touch. I thought everything else about it, his his backstage segment after he won, all of that is great. Why the fuck are we going back to Riddle versus Rollins again Monday? They're doing the match again? Yes. Why? Because he just beat him at the pay-per-view. That's why I'm saying the way they booked this is uh, ass backwards. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. so he beat him clean at the pay-per-view. So now it's Stupid. like, oh, you're a champion now. Well, I'll take I'm that. first in line because I I'm beat first you right before you I, won the belt. I just beat yeah. you a week oh, ago. God. And oh. it's just like, so now we're going back to that match again. It's just, I just, I don't like, I just don't like how they're booking Rollins at the moment. I, hmm. it, it doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. But the big thing to talk about. And we'll talk about it both sides. Happen on SmackDown and Raw. Or not Raw. Uh, SmackDown Extreme and Rules. Extreme mm-hmm. Rules. Was the show did give a satisfying conclusion to the people who were most looking for it. And that was everybody. Everybody in the building was ready for the return of Bray Wyatt. And they got it. They got a uh, an incredible moment. A moment that uh, nobody was sure what to expect, but Bray's back, and he got a massive pop when he removed the mask. Big pop, big big pop. One thing I noticed, and I was really happy with, when he removed the mask, is that just the way he was emoting, the way he was dressed, the way he looked. As soon as he removed the mask, I thought, it's a human. Mm-hmm. It is. It, he seems like it's not a person. Supernatural. It doesn't seem like I have a supernatural being in front mm-hmm. of me. I can sink my teeth into this. And then on SmackDown this week, I felt vindicated in that thought. And that, oh my God, we got our first taste of Bray Wyatt as a person in a promo. He he got on the mic and he got personal with everybody. Um, he talked about being fired, thought he lost his career, talked about losing friends. Um, obviously we're talking, you know, he did lose, um, uh, Brody. Brody. Yeah. Talked about losing friends, losing family, 
and how hard that was on him. But uh, and seeing people in the public and them telling him, thank you, Bray, I thought this was excellent stuff. I thought it was the first time that I got to see a human version, a human side of Bray Wyatt. Yeah, awesome. I um, think it's very interesting that you said you felt vindicated there because I sat and watched the, the response to all of this. I sat and watched people sing Rollins' theme song two days in a row, and I felt very vindicated. And I was sitting there like I was right. But, mm-hmm. you know, of course... <laughs> um, I, also think I, I was i was right about the bray thing as well because i was like yo bray is gonna come back and smoke this i knew that you know i think the way that they handled all of the white rabbit stuff was great um i thought that the payoff for it was great i thought the small touch of them um putting up the tag to make you think that the show was over i don't know if i agree with the idea of, of putting Bray at the very end of the show because I feel like it had a negative effect on the rest of the pay-per-view because right. you, you had the audience waiting the entire show for Bray um, and I think people got kind of tired of waiting for him at some point um, and you can see it when people started trying to get the Wyatt chance going because um, yeah, there's a reason why putting Punk at the beginning of the show works because mm-hmm. that's what a lot of the fans came to see exactly. and so when you make them wait three hours for it then you know it's going to show but I think, you know, of course, Triple H bringing his NXT tricks to the main <laughs> roster and putting the tag up and making you think the show is over and then cutting to the Bray stuff was good. Um, but I thought everything they did the, the night of his day return was fantastic. I thought the way that they played it out was um, bringing out all of the old versions of Bray was fantastic. Um, not having him come out, cut a long promo and just making that the selling point to keep watching the show. That's how you book pro wrestling. You yep. you give them just enough to go. All right, well, you got to tune in on, on Friday next? to see what he's what he's going to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I even had one slight concern with all the old versions of Bray because, like, they were going through um, all obviously, you know, in Firefly because I was seven because people were like, well, it wasn't old versions of Bray; it was Firefly Funhouse characters. But those were all old versions of Bray. Like Huskus mm. is supposed to be Husky Harris. That is right. the 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 character there, right? Um, but they also had the melted mask on the. Uh, the, the announce table that gave me concern because I'm like, ah, there goes more of that like supernatural shit. I hate uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting supernatural stuff. I, I hate to break that to you, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, no. And, and that's the moment you lose me. Like I said, I have faith right now, just in the fact that it's especially since they hired his home was his Robby or whatever. He's about, it's look, about to be super. But again, I don't mind psychological stuff. Mm-hmm. That stuff is fine by me. Like more the Cape Fear long... thing that he was originally going for yeah. over the fucking but, like I'm I said, that stuff shit. I don't mind. It's yeah. it's once you escape the idea of reality, once he gets into like possessing people, mm-hmm. then we have a problem. Then once we get into um him turning into a spider. <laughs> uh pulling people into swamps. <laughs> now we have a problem. Um like I but again, so far, so far, okay. So mm-hmm. far, yeah. I felt like he came out, he was very human. Then we got the, the cutoff and the, the interruption. Look, I can even take, because um, some were like, is, is there like a schizophrenic thing going on here? Is it supposed to be like Green Goblin, where that was another one of Bray's personas talking directly to him kind of thing? Like we have a good Bray Wyatt, but then we have this other side of him that he can't seem to get a hold of. Look. 
even that's fine. I can live with that even uh, because again, we haven't necessarily escaped the idea of reality. Um, but even I mean, still, I liked all of this. I liked everything. I have no complaints. I'm not going to complain about anything I saw this week because I thought it was I mean, all good. I, I, I sat and watched you, Denise, and Denise talk about this, and I, I chuckled to myself. I said, you guys really think this is the third best moment of the weekend? Come on, get brave better. <laughs> he deserved number one. What's wrong with you guys? Uh, oh, because I gave it to – because I thought Bianca and Bailey was number one. Mm-hmm. It, it was number one in my opinion, but – yeah. Hey, but so I still sp- give it its mention. Look, Denise didn't even put it on her list. <laughs> I, I, that's why I was sitting there. I was like, what are you guys doing? You're not going to put it on your list. This guy puts it at three. Come on. This is one of the best okay. returns first in off, memory. Uh, look, number I'm triggered. Three. Don't say list out loud in numbers, yeah. please. Look, I can't. Look, first off, <laughs> number three out of like a hundred things that happened last week. Yeah, but yes, Bray was the thing everybody was talking about over the weekend. Here y'all go with these lists and these numbers and this placement <laughs> again. I'm getting triggered, think, you guys. Look, I think it being on the list, like the top three is just supposed to be me saying these are the three best things of the week. Where they fall on the list, does it really matter? Were the I, other, uh, I, I, but it was the it was the thumbnail for your video. Playing brave, you're playing brave. Three, like where's the yo, uh, what's the yeah? Uh, that meant I talked about it first. That's <laughs> what that meant because we go three, two, one. It was the first thing we talked about, and I was look, I, I. I I still felt like Bianca and Bailey was the best thing. Like that's I, I still I still walked away from that feeling like I had just all these warm fuzzies about Bianca Belair. I walked away from that match going, look, Bianca Belair is it. I think she has the put I, I tweeted as soon as that match was over, I said, I don't think there's a bigger NXT success story than Bianca Belair. I don't think there there is. I don't I, I don't see I any Sasha Banks. Charlotte. I think the problem was Sasha Banks had a whole bunch of main roster woes, right? Like uh, Bianca was just a straight up transition from NXT to the main roster. You didn't have to change a thing about her. Just continue doing what you're doing. She's legit only had the SummerSlam misstep. Like that's the only thing that's happened. That's That's, anything bad to her. Yeah. And that's why I feel like there's been nothing with Bianca where we've gone. Right. Ah, damn. Like, yeah. And that wasn't on her, the SummerSlam thing. She was still badass. She just lost really. Yeah. But I mean, when, when, when Sasha is the, is the person that basically helped Bianca to get where she is, like her putting her over in that WrestleMania match is big because Sasha was already the one. Sasha, where are you, girl? No, I'm not not denying any of that because I'm a big Sasha Banks fan as well. But I do recognize that, like, that first year of Sasha on the main roster, they were like, hey, guess what? She's going to win the title and then lose it on every single defense. And uh, we're going to make sure that you see her as somebody who can't hang on to it, who can't get it's it. It's honestly done. just funny that it's all women that have had the best NXT success or like the men have. I mean, the men you that, could, you had could say Rollins, Roman, I guess. Yeah, Roman, technically. Kind of. That's a, that's a fine line, I'd say. Yeah, like I said, I feel like Bianca, though, you can make the argument that they have had to do very little. Like, she just came into NXT, and when you think about who she was in NXT and who she is now, not a whole lot of difference. Not a big difference. Um, Where she hasn't had to do a whole lot to to adjust to the main roster because she was ready then. And that's what I mean by that is uh, she was just kind of a Mm ready-made performer. And I think she is one of the biggest success stories. So, no, I'm sorry. I just I came out of that match just feeling good and feeling like, gosh, Bianca is it. God, Bianca is the one. 
guy, if there's anybody I finally ever see being the face of a company that's also female, like remember when they put Becky Lynch on the cover of WWE 2K20 and celebrated it as the first woman who's ever been on the cover, but they also put Roman on the cover. And it's like, you couldn't even give it fully to Becky. You had to make sure Roman was also there. It should have been just Becky. I feel like you can do that with Bianca and not have anybody else there and it'd be okay. I think she is the one. I, um, I, I'm of course giving you a hard time because I know you're not a break guy, but I did think that was very funny that 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 he was the thumbnail, and then I tune in and I'm like three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking um, of returns, before we get uh, all the way out of here, another we don't have com- to get all the way out of here. We're gonna another some of the homies returned on well, Monday me... back in the game. We talked about Finn a little bit, and uh, some of his homeboys came back off nah, of uh, getting that big contract. Bizclis is back in the building, man. Uh, that looks pretty hot. That was a great angle. The thing with AJ, like everything about that was what we wanted for a long time, I think. And so to see it executed is pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, no, I I like the Good Brothers. I know mm-hmm. people are very divisive when it comes to them, but I think they're great. And I like them with AJ. I think that mm-hmm. they're a good trio together. Every time I think of AJ, I think of beat up John Cena right. and them terrorizing this man for a good amount of that time on smackdown live uh, hey, hey real quick they're saying they're talking in the chat about um nxt success stories and um talking about uh the i see oscar being named i agree that oscar was an nxt success uh, story in yeah. nxt but when i say nxt success stories i specifically am talking about the graduation from nxt i'm specifically mm-hmm. talking about as in you came out of nxt and in a succession line are still having a successful run out of having a successful run in NXT. I, like, you know, I know people. It feels say, like Oscar well, was hotter in NXT than she's yes. ever been on the main roster. You should, there shouldn't be any regression in that time. The, mm-hmm. You should never be able to look back at NXT and say that was the best time of somebody's career because right. that's a very bad thing if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because I mean, you could also say that you know they never let Bianca win the big win in NXT, so it always felt like awesome. a step up because they never gave her the big win issue but i always thought that was a good thing because i uh so i i I thought about it in in the sense of because i thought at the time i always saw bianca being a main roster star Mm -hmm. and i love that for her story i still feel there's very few people in the history of pro wrestling period who could say their first ever championship was in the main event of wrestlemania right and um she doesn't get that like you, it, it becomes the asterisk if you uh add yeah, in the NXT. nxt title i love that she can say i came in won the royal rumble and became in the main event of wrestlemania and one of the best wrestlemania matches ever at that one of the best certainly on the women's side facts and she won the title like I don't know. I feel like the NXT women's title kind of dilutes that a little bit because she's cool, a, man. A, Give her the rocket. Put her on the um, cover of the next video game. Yeah. She's the one. I mean, I I get what you mean. I think it worked out in the long run, but I do think that they stalled several times with her when they should have pulled the trigger. Um, and I I didn't agree with it then. There were several times where she the win was right there, and they just went out of their way to not give it to her. Um, and it is what it is. I don't want to. I don't want to go back. Yeah, we don't have to dwell on over, that. But, over going over criticizing her NXT run. But um, I do. But, I do. But really quick, because we kind of got off topic before we get into the Good Brothers, and we will mm-hmm. talk about more Good Brothers. I do want to talk about Bray a little bit more, and that um, I think them cutting his promo off because I was looking at the clock, 
And I'm like, is he running long? What the fuck is going on here? Because um, SmackDown cannot have an overrun. This is Mm-mm. network television. You don't get that. They cut out <laughs> two minutes before, actually. They don't even Well, they usually the do. It, it, yeah, it usually um, ends about two minutes early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what I was looking at. I'm like, this ain't running until the top of the hour because the affiliates have to take their feedback. Uh, what's happening here? And he's like mid-sentence. And all of a sudden, he gets cut off by um, the... Uh, what is the the name supposed to be? Um, my brain keeps going to Uncle Luke, and that is not the name. <laughs> that it's gonna have. Two live crew, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, oh, the name for his mask? Yeah, the Uncle Howdy. Uncle uh-huh. Howdy, that was it. Uncle yeah. Luke. Go on in right through. That's where my brain was going. <laughs> I was like, Captain Come, Captain Come, Captain oh Come. But no, nah, um, that was hilarious. Sorry, my bad. Uncle Howdy, thank you, Chad. Yeah, you know how funny that would have been if he's cutting this heartfelt, uh, this heartfelt promo, and then all of a sudden you get like all this static, and then all of the. Now I want to see that Bray Wyatt character. That would be hilarious. Oh, okay. So they said in the chat, they were like, they trademarked Uncle Harper as well. That is probably why you thought of that, Will. That's exactly why I thought of it. They trademarked Mm -hmm. Uncle Harper. Uncle Luke Harper. Luke Harper. My brain Mm -hmm. went to Luke the Uncle. (laughs) Right. Okay. I see it. That makes sense. Um, Yeah. Um, No, but the the Bray stuff has been tremendous so far, man. Uh, I think that, uh, man, this guy... I, I again, I feel vindicated because a part of what I was saying a few weeks ago when we talked about Bray, and I was like, no, nobody's cutting promos like Bray. Bray is one of the best promo guys of this generation, and so I knew when you let this guy talk, that's the appeal. It's just like it's just like when you bring Brian in. The first thing you want to see Brian do is wrestle because mm-hmm. that's what he does. That's that's what he's good at. And so, no, you give Bray a mic, he's gonna kill it. And what's so, interesting though is that this is a different. Uh, because he is a good talker. I don't know if I would have given him Mike Worker per se, because his career hasn't really called for a lot of that in the sense of working a crowd and right. working in an emotion- tapes and stuff. Right. And working an emotional type promo, which is why this was different. This was so nah, not like that, we've seen that, Bray that before. That Miss Teacher promo, I just posted it like a few days ago where he gave the whole impassioned of you know, my teacher, nah, man, I think y'all got Bray fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think y'all got Bray a little fucked up. Uh, but Bray, man, I knew he was going to come out and cut a good promo, but he did so many smart things in this promo. I know people are like, they took it as just the surface matter of him saying, oh, you know, I lost my confidence. I lost all these things. But he managed to sneak a little bit of character stuff in there that I think people missed when he, when he said, no, Bray, you got me back into this. And he was going in, and I was sitting looking at the TV, and I was like, I know what he's doing. I see the vision. Um, him him basically setting it up to make it seem like he was giving fans, he was talking directly to the fans. But, no, he's doing what he always does. He's saying that, come with me. I am the actor. I'm, I'm the light. Yeah. I am the guy. Join me. Let me in. He was saying basically saying that all in so many words. But he did it in a way that just got you to believe this time. And... I thought it was very good. I thought it was very well done. I thought the way they cut it off was perfect. Um, I know some people are going to 
trash on it being cut off and make it seem like it wasn't intentional. It was very clearly intentional. Yeah, that, how was it, that, I hope nobody said that because mm -hmm. this all went off intentionally. Uh, I, one thing I also want to give props to, um, and this is going to be one of my uh, continuing to knock our friends Deaf Rebel because they stink, but um, I agree. I loved this theme song so much that uh, it was nice to have his, his Lincoln Park theme. Yes, but it was nice to have an entrance theme that felt like actual music because uh, that's cold orange, all, right? Yeah, that's all I asked for. I just want music to sound like one something that the actual wrestler would listen to. That uh, one thing I'll steal from Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho once said that he believes the true mark of a good theme song is that you believe the wrestler would listen to it in their spare time, that you believe that it's something that the wrestler enjoys. And uh, that's not even true for specifically Chris Jericho. He had that WWE song for so long. And I don't think break the walls. I don't think Chris Jericho would be listening to that. In his car. He said he did though. He actually said he used to listen. Fucking to liar. That's right. Cap. 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 You're buying name's fucking Fozzie, bro. Come on. But but you hear him a bit. But yeah, hear, I get it. Yeah. But but yeah, but that's the thing. I just yeah, no. I, <laughs> I just I truly believe that, right? Because like um, you know, when Steve Austin had his theme being composed, you know, he was like he wanted something that sounded a little bit Rage Against the Machine, and he specifically mm -hmm. picked a specific song that he sat down with Jim Johnston to craft because he wanted it to sound like that. So the thing I always have an issue with is when a song doesn't sound like shit the wrestlers will listen to mm -hmm. um and deaf rebel has pretty much been putting out nothing but like that stuff that <laughs> I, I know I, the wrestlers <laughs> ain't listening to you know sammy's ain't it walking around listening to damn 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 mm -mm. so trash uh, yes no i, I will say <laughs> one of the few deaf rebel themes that i like and that's why i'm glad part of the reason i'm glad the good brothers are back is the oc theme the mm. i i like their theme a lot okay which they didn't even use it this time. They used something different from the Good Brothers, mm -hmm. which I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's in the chat, but you know that man's got Judas set as his ringtone. That's um, what I'm saying. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. So like you, yeah, but like I said, this felt listening to Bray's entrance like real music. It mm -hmm. felt like something people would listen to. It felt like something Bray would listen to. And I came away from that going, "This feels like entrance music," because. When I watch UFC entrances, when I watch boxing entrances, that's mm -hmm. the thing I love most is that I hear from people. I mean, I'm hearing their personality come out because I feel like it's something that speaks to them. And even when it's original music, it just needs to sound like something that they would. And I felt like I got that from from Bray's new shit. From Bray, it, mm -hmm. it sounded good. It sounded mm -hmm. great. I loved it. So yeah, uh, um, Devil Kazuya. I'm not talking about the 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 original Good Brothers. I'm talking about the OC theme. The We're coming for you. Mm. that's a death rebel thing yeah so um it's 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 just it's shout out to I bray he got his like job it. back man i'm he happy got his job back no i was happy for bray i was happy, happy for bray, for... bray so and braun getting released were like the biggest surprises i thought they would be in wwe for yeah. a long time I, I so i'm not surprised that both of them are back yeah releasing bray was a mistake i'll just go ahead and say it i i think that it was a big mistake um and i i i thought everything he said in the promo hit because um Man, I missed Bray. I I think that Bray adds something to wrestling that isn't there. And I know people are going to do the, oh, I hate spooky gimmicks. And you have other people doing terrible spooky stuff like Joe Gacy or whatever the fuck that uh, Viking Raiders promo was that looked bad. Um, 
No, I, I just think that he adds something that is just not there. Um, for whatever you don't like about spooky gimmicks, nobody does spooky and nobody does this presentation and spectacle like Bray does. And again, nobody cuts promos like this guy. Um, so spooky. And like, they brought uh, him back in it's October. Not that I hate, and once again, it's not that I hate spooky gimmicks because I actually don't hate spooky gimmicks. Again, I hate supernatural. And that is, I think you can do spooky without defying the laws of life Reality. like, yeah. like, I mean, like you can do spooky up until the point of where bray is literally burned to a crisp right. like then we reach an issue where like no he's fucking dead like mm -hmm. this is now we have a fucking problem here you actually like literally within the context of the show burned a human body and nobody extinguished it and you just let him like fucking nobody called the cops or none randy orton just murdered somebody like a murder beef right on camera we all watched it so I, I i like scary and wrestling but again it's the same way where i like horror films when it's psychological not so much supernatural gotcha unless yeah. it's established within that universe already like okay I obviously like Friday the 13th movies, or Friday the 13th. Um, did I say Friday the 13th? Yeah, mm -hmm. Those are a little more realistic. I more yeah. so meant to say that, uh, or I guess not, those aren't really either. Um, since <laughs> Jason is uh, also We've we seen this man go to space at this point. I'm yeah. saying. I know, I know. At some point, we need to go to space. Uh, but like I said, if it's established within that universe. But at the same time, like I said, I do like just the... the it more, could work. Yeah, yeah, I like more thrillers. I like more um psychological thrillers and things like that right. and i think you can do that here um yeah i mean i was I, going with nightmare on elm street though by the way that was yeah. where i was going uh and wait in it? what way that it was it it had its own defined logic yeah that it's okay. defined within the the series that okay obviously freddy krueger gets into your nightmares right. and so like we know this it's established we don't have any other media here where like nobody else the, Either way, it's not a bigger universe. That's all. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, um, I. That's why I tweeted also that, I don't know, man. I, I think we get so sucked into, oh, man, in-ring, five-star matches, all this stuff. Realism, realism. Everything had to be realism. Man, sometimes bad wrestling is good. I, I tweeted that, but I 100% believe that. That sometimes bad wrestling is memorable it enough. It depends on your definition not, of bad. That's what I'm saying. Of course, I'm not saying we all want to see bad matches, but I do think that there's a lot of stuff that we love as wrestling st fans that isn't good. It's I'm like, glad we got to that with Bray Wyatt. I, w I was hoping we'd get here that Bray Wyatt's a bad wrestler. <laughs> That's a great oh. way to end. Here we go. Because we're going to – everything that you're here saying, I'm go. all in. I like it, you guys. But then he's going to have a match with somebody, and it's going to be awful. I don't think he's a bad wrestler, though. Like, I, I don't know. Well, again, they have to be smart about this, right? Uh, somebody asked me on Twitter um, today. They asked – if I thought Bray was going to be positioned as a babyface or a heel, I said Hunter would be as dumb as Vince was if he positions Bray as a heel again, mm -hmm. because it's very clear, especially now that the fans had to be away from him for a year and a half, that the fans do not want to boo Bray Wyatt. If you if you position him as a heel, you're going to damage any babyface you put against him. Do not yeah. position this man 
as a heel. Anybody not... that the fans miss, you don't want to make them a heel because they missed them and they want to cheer them now that they're back. Like the guy mm-hmm. was saying earlier in the super chat about MJF or people have been talking about MJF. It's like people missed MJF, so he's not going to be a heel. He's still a heel, but people aren't going to treat him like a heel. They're, no they're one's going to treat Bray Wyatt be. like a heel no matter what you do because they do missed not... him and they wanted him back. And there's no baby face in WWE today strong enough to withstand that. Right. Any face you put in there with him is going to get slaughtered. That, that's what happened with Rollins. You, yes. It was a mistake. Uh, you exactly. can't do that. And they uh, again, Vince made that mistake. Vince continually positioned Bray as a heel. Um, it even felt like like coming out of WrestleMania, what was that, 32? It felt like Bray was supposed to be a baby face, and then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then when they brought him back, they were just like, Eh, he's a heel again. And it was like, but you were like starting to turn it. Like, remember they tagged him with Roman and the fans were all into it and they cheered. Yeah. Uh, and then he got hurt after that. So they kept him off TV. But that was the first sign that the fans wanted to cheer Bray. And the only ever time the fans were like allowed to cheer Bray Wyatt was teaming him with Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, they never really gave the fans. <laughs> that was a weird run. <laughs> they never <laughs> really gave Bray the ability to just be the thing that the fans like against other heels. Mm. Like that's all he's ever needed to be. Uh, I mean, against, yeah, against other heels. That's really it. And I don't know what heel you put him against. Like right now, I think feed him Baron Corbin for now. I think that's a good Where one the heck to start is with. Corbin? Who the fuck knows? Um, um, didn't he pull off a JBL a few weeks ago and we yeah. never saw him again? Yikes. um the 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 one thing that i did think while i was watching his return at extreme rules i was like man it would have been cool if they just went ahead and licensed white rabbit and let white rabbit play the entire time before he Mm -hmm. came out i think Mm -hmm. that would have been really cool um i understand why they didn't um that is of course a money thing but um that would have been cool because it would have been payoff of them doing white (laughs) rabbit in the arena all that time um but especially when you consider that like dynamite this week ends with jefferson starship playing and then we got jefferson airplane on the other show and it's like you know what yeah uh, they're just in general doing great today in pro wrestling mm-hmm. yeah um but no i i i don't agree that bray is a bad wrestler i think that it's i, just, I think it's subjective i think it is I, just a matter I think of it's subjective I, I, I don't think he's a bad wrestler i just think his matches don't hit and they never will i i don't even <laughs> agree with that i just don't think that I don't think you could just sum up his entire career and just say he's a bad wrestler. I, I think you I can. Don't I don't, I just <laughs> I don't he has the resume to back it up. <laughs> I, but I think he's had good matches. That's why I'm like, I don't, I don't agree with that. I just think that everybody has made this big to do a for a long time of going. He's a good promo guy, but when the bell rings, then he's not that good. And I feel like that's been the knock on him for the longest. But I just feel like it's kind of overstated at this point. He hasn't done anything to change my mind. I'll just keep it at that. That's it. Like I've seen him be bad, and I haven't seen him be good when the bell rings. That's it. If he, you could change my mind tomorrow, he could have a match, and I'd be like, all right. But uh, he just hasn't done it. That's it. I think he's an amazing character. I think as WWE, I think there's like a, a group of WWE superstars that are forever. The Miz, Braun yeah, Strowman. Like he's that. He's that. He's WWE. Great. Everything I, about I it th- is amazing. I, I just don't want to see any of that shit. I, I think he's going to go down as one of the best characters in the history of the company. Most I don't, definitely. I don't think that's he's going to get a Hall of Fame award, all of that. But yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, talking about the Good Brothers, I thought it was a good return for them. Um, obviously, 
there's questions specifically about the Never Open Way Championship. <laughs> that Carl still holds. Nah, Bright Life Machine Gun. He goes where the lights are, man. That's what's up. I Bright Lights it. are on in WWE, <laughs> so that's where he is. <laughs> he just has the belt of the the New Japan belt. Oh, that's mine. Whatever. No big deal. Yeah. Um, happy to see them all back together. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mentioned on the Raw post show on Fightful this week that obviously I'll always have concerns over the fact that. Um, man, we keep coming back to Bullet Club for them. Uh, And it is fascinating that they have, whether it was, and I'm not just talking about WWE, but that has been it for WWE. Anywhere they go, they haven't seemed to be able to, like that specific run of theirs was just like two years. And uh, everything since then has kind of been a callback or reference to that run for them. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's really interesting that whether it's showing up in AEW, doing a callback to that run um or everything they've done in wwe has been a callback to that run but uh this is still the right place for it to be definitely judgment day was formed off of aj styles Mm -hmm. and so at the end of the day it should pay off with aj styles having his group to back him up to take them down um it's not happening at crown jewel of course because Crown Jewel is the same day as the uh, defense that Carl Anderson has set. So, and uh, I mean, if if you remember as well, Carl made but, it clear he don't want to go back to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but at the same so, time, he wants. The, but he said unless he wants that second pool, and I don't know. We'll give you that second pool. That's a second pool, pool sounds kind of nice, man. It does. <laughs> Two I'm pools. Not mad at it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can die from one to the other like that. Uh, you think that's Kurt, what I would do. I would think they're not trying pools. to get the six man over there at the get them a six man in Saudi Arabia. Of course they are, but I I I do think it's funny that he came back right before the Saudi Arabia. He, that's hilarious. And he he made it clear several points he did not want to go back to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> He's coming back for the build up to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> that's really really funny. Um, but no, I'm happy to see them back. I knew that mm-hmm. AJ was very upset about the way they left the company, and so I think this is a good way to bring them back. Um, I think that. The way that they're handling Finn versus AJ is very good because mm. we've been waiting forever for them to just do the Finn AJ match. Yeah, and I mean, of course, we got the TLC match, but we've we've never got like an extended feud out of them, and I think they've been dragging their feet on this for the longest. So, I think this is a good way to do it. Um, and hey, that know. match was like one of my favorite matches that year uh, in 2017, and, and it wasn't supposed to happen. And it wasn't supposed to happen. It happened on such short notice. They didn't have time to go over anything. It was one of those. <laughs> they just went out there. They got their time. They said, do their shit. It's just like they're they just two veterans shit. that just are great at wrestling. So the match is going to be good, but they could be way better. Wrestled each other. Mm-hmm. That shit was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and yeah, so the matches that, are going to be amazing. That was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. And and Brock. Brock is uh uh is back. I I have concerns. Obviously. I hate when they say Brock is back because does he leave? He's more he's back more often <laughs> than he's gone at this point. Like we knew. Oh, we knew man. he was he's on the poster for Crown Jewel and has been the entire time. We and so like yeah. we always knew he was coming. It was just who was he gonna face? He's coming to get a Saudi check. Yeah, and my brain was like the poster still has Roman and Brock on it, and I'm mm-hmm. like Oh my God! If they find another way back here, 
<laughs> if they would have ran it back, well, that'd have been sick. I would have. I would have been. I'd have been done. I would just flipped everything over. Uh, but yeah, I, I like. I like what the. I like the match. I like Brock and Lashley again. Lashley has, for a long time, wanted this match. He got a little bit of taste of it. But the what they did on Monday was like the worst way to get to it. But uh, I do like the match for. Bobby Lashley because he's Se- super several people tweeted me that listened to Grapsity last week that when I was like, um, they wouldn't do this to Rob, they wouldn't do this to somebody like Brock. They wouldn't move mm-hmm. him down to the middle card and they wouldn't put the US title on him. And the first thing that they do when Brock comes back, <laughs> oh, we gotta get the title off of Bobby so that right. he's not in the middle of the feud. You can't be it's associated with that. We right. don't want you associated <laughs> with this mid card title. Um Yeah, no, like I, I saw that um because I saw people having the idea of like because there were all these questions on Twitter. Who is Brock going to be facing? Is it going to be, um, you know, it could, it could be Bobby. It could be, um, yeah, I don't think they'll do Roman again because literally they advertise SummerSlam as the final chapter. <laughs> but, That's uh, like stopped him before. I know. They haven't, <laughs> but uh, so there are all these questions of who he could face and like, are they going to bring somebody back? What's it going to be? And, like, the number one answer people were coming up with was Bobby Lashley. And I saw people going, well, yeah, I could see Brock fighting for the United States title. No, you can't. You absolutely can't. And there's two <laughs> no, reasons you, you can't. No, you cannot. And it wasn't going to happen. There's two reasons Never. it's not going to happen. Because, one, Brock is going to win this match, and he's yes. not going to uh, win the United States title. No. Um, <laughs> no. No. And, and two. God damn uh, it. As a matter of fact, those were it. That's it. It's that's look, it. Brock's that's not all. winning. Brock's not winning that title, and he is winning this match. So therefore, those two things cannot this, be. This is why I. This is why I hate it so much. And I saw so many people when I was like, "Yeah, I just don't like this." Um, and people were like, "But why?" And I just didn't answer a lot of people that asked me that on Twitter because. I just hate the idea that every time this guy comes back, you have to derail all of your storylines that you're doing, Mm -hmm. and you got to change everything to appease this guy. I just hate it. And Mm -hmm. so I just feel like bringing him in, and you have been on this trajectory with Bobby since he came back, and that he has been dominant. He has been beating people. He has been really, I feel like, the best baby face outside of Bianca on Raw. Definitely. And I feel like like the, the... the thing that you would do with him if you had a world title on this on this show is that you'd be building him to the world title match. He didn't lose. He did not lose his title at Elimination Chamber. He never lost. And so instead of building him to that, no, you just have you have Brock come out and just beat him down again. It's like, and I just don't believe that they're building this to this triumphant moment for Bobby. If I believed that, then maybe I would be optimistic. But I just don't believe that. I feel like this is going to be possibly a better match than their Royal Rumble match. This will be what Bobby wanted because Bobby has always wanted the match with Lesnar. But he's gonna, I feel like he's going to lose. He's going to lose. Um, I'd just like to ask a couple of questions. Uh, so we were there, Royal Rumble. I have not watched that since because that was the stinkiest pay-per-view I've ever attended. But um, <laughs> it, it sucked. Uh, I, so much so I do that remember- I've been thinking about going next year and I've been just like, I just have PTSD at this point. It's like <laughs> that flaming sign and everything. I... <laughs> it was um, weird over there. Brock versus Bobby. This is a fairly unremarkable match. Yeah. But the match did see Bobby Lashley win. But how did it see Bobby Lashley win? Mm-hmm. It saw Roman Reigns come in, Paul Heyman turn on Brock, hand Roman the belts. He clocked Brock over the head with the belts. Bobby 
basically does without a single without any of Bobby's moves getting the victory. Brock is pinned by Bobby after getting bashed in the head with belts by Roman. And Brock still came back at the end of the night and won the Royal Rumble. Yes. So like even in defeat, they were never willing to have Bobby Lashley Brock. look. Brock is always going to come out on top, buddy. Brock came out yep. on top still. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, look. They what? what I, hold on, I was going somewhere with this. The following month was in Saudi Arabia, elimination chamber. Bobby was supposed to lose the Brock here, and they obviously there was a Bobby Lashley injury. Bobby couldn't do the match. Mm. But Brock was always going to get his win back over Bobby Lashley in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. This is that moment. Um, Because he didn't get it at Elimination Chamber. We just kicked it down the road to Crown Jewel. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. He's going to get that victory back. Coming for it. (laughs) Yep. I just just feel like it just... It just kills all the momentum that Bobby had this year. I just mm-hmm. and I I just don't agree with it. Now I know people are going to be like, but Phil, don't you want Rollins to be champion? I do want Rollins to be champion, but not like this. And I don't. Mm-hmm. And I I I I don't want to make it seem like being a mid card champion is a demotion. But I just feel like with everything he's done for the last year, I feel like he deserves better. And I mean, right. I think he's going to kill it with this. I think he's going to do. I think he's going to come out and he's going to make jokes and. He's going to probably show up wearing some ridiculous flag-themed outfit on Monday. It's going to be funny. We're all going to laugh. But I just don't feel like this is going anywhere. Like, I, where did the end go? Like, and I mean, again, he's going to he's gonna do great with this because he always does. They always give him, you know, scraps, and he, he runs with it. Um, that's how Monday Night Rollins happened. Um, but I just – I have no optimism about how they're booking Rollins at the moment. Well – Let's close out with some viewer feedback and let's read pretty much all of the super chats we've uh, needed to read throughout the show. Van Twinblade says, uh, according to Brennan Lee Mulligan, uh, Method Man was a ranking member of the Monastery of Concrete Fist, which hovers about a mile over a bakery in Staten Island. Watch Dimension 20 on Sleeping City. We also have uh, Christopher says, either get ROH TV deal or get ROH off AEW TV. Yeah, I don't think it's that simple. I think mm-hmm. you got to I think you got to build to it. Yep. I mean, in in order for there to be interest in a TV deal, you've got you have to have them have on TV. To, you got to have storylines, <laughs> right? Writing. So it, it's mm-hmm. hard. It's hard to juggle both. Exactly. Uh, let's see. We have another one that says, uh, this is one from. Uh, Swiss Roll Chris mm-hmm. says, what if they turn Rampage into their ROH? Their shows are, were only an hour anyway. Actually, this mm-hmm. week's um, Rampage really felt like ROH kind of it all did. around, especially it with did. the Kingdom debuting at the end mm-hmm. and like all of that. That was the thought I was having was, maybe that's where this is going. Yeah. Uh, and well, okay. I wouldn't be mad at uh, uh ROH show on Friday mm-hmm. an hour long. Yeah, uh, I'm into it. Uh, Brent says, so they were selling Canadian BTE merchandise this week. Can we take this as a good sign or stuff they needed to sell? I think that was stuff that was already made. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, there there was a willingness to at least address some um, elephants in the room, such mm-hmm. as uh, the Hangman. And Hangman's what promo. Was a, what a fantastic promo this week. Yep. Um, Hangman. You know, it's funny for me being such an in-ring guy. Watch after the week tomorrow. I've already completed my list. 
none of the stuff on my list this week happened in the ring mm. uh, as far as wrestling was concerned it was happened bell to bell all three of my top three things uh were moments not yeah. bell to bell so moments like this um so yeah, either way I, but th- th- i was just saying they had a willingness to reference things i mentioned this week brandon cutler uh has been like fully elited out he's been wearing the young buck shoes on um on dark and dark elevation this week and he's coming out uh he's fully elite yeah i mean i i do i do think it's a good sign that uh they were mentioning more punk and and buck stuff on tv this week I mean, that mock shot at Punk was very obvious. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, of course, the references to the Bucks were obvious as well. I thought the Hangman promo was very, very good. Tremendous. Uh, I I think one of, the, one of the things that I don't like about this year with AEW is that people have just glossed over how good Hangman is. And mm-hmm. I think that his reign has kind of been forgotten. Right. by some fans and i think it's, his reign was really good um mm-hmm. he had some banger matches and i still think that he's one of the most relatable wrestling characters of this era definitely is everything okay did you see stokely's post Mm-mm. his aew entrance exam Mm-mm. uh that he gave to matt hardy we need to answer these questions we have to <laughs> um hold on it says, uh, Matthew, now that I have your contract, this is due by October 18th before you enter the building for AEW Dynamite. Um, and seven out of 10 is mandatory or I will be on your ass like white on rice. Um, number one, Birdman on the 2000 classic number one stunner said he was going to fuck him in the ass while Lil Wayne, A, delivered the bond or diversified his bonds, B, beat up the pussy, or C, joined death row. <laughs> Question number two. Brubman on Martin is from the A, fifth floor, B, first floor, or C, basement. Number three. Nas hit Jay-Z with A, chloroform, B, ether, or C, the blood of Christ. Uh, Number four. What if, or what does it mean to wish a motherfucker would? A, request help, B, welcome a confrontation, or C, request a retweet. Number five, finish the lyrics. We are living blank. A together. Blank. B apart. <laughs> <laughs> says A together, B apart, or C single. Number six, Stokely Hathaway was a personal trainer to which professional wrestler? A Stevie Ray, B Kenny Omega, or C Monty Brown. Number seven, uh, what type of jeans does Eddie Kingston prefer? A, skinny, B, boot cut, or C, straight. <laughs> Number eight, Keenan Ivory Wayans was the star of which 1994 blockbuster hit? Number a, or Is it A, Shaft, B, A Low Down Dirty Shame, or C, I Got the Hookup? Number nine, Ah, Here It Goes, was said by A, Kel Mitchell, B, Father James Mitchell, or C, Keith Lee. These are, these are not questions for black people because they're too easy. <laughs> Exactly. And number, and number 10, are you invited to the cookout? A, no. B, no. Or C, no. <laughs> That's the correct one. <laughs> number 10. Yes. Three no's. What a guy. What an ass. Stokely. Stokely is amazing. So funny. Tremendous. Stokely is amazing. Oh, my uh, God. Stokely is so good. 
Yeah, Matt. Stokely, the invite is truly open. Come on. Yeah, no, we want Stokely on this show. Yeah, for we reals, want man. Stokely. Uh, let's see. We've got... Uh, did I read this one already? Uh, oh, no, it's just the same one. We've heard this a lot. Can we please get ROH <laughs> off AWTV? <laughs> you read that one already. No, Maybe. that's a different one. That's a different one. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> else is complaining about it. Yeah. Mac asks, what are the odds of Nigel McGinnis Mac. turning up in AEW? I can actually I see that. pretty high. Yeah, yeah. pretty high. Um, I can see that. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that he Even if he doesn't wrestle, I could see mm-hmm. him having been a former champion confronting Jericho. Right. Yeah, Maybe or, having somebody represent him. Yeah, mm-hmm. being being on guest commentary for Ring of Honor stuff. Yes, something. I, exactly. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent says, best, ex- best recent example I can think of is best friends versus Miro and Kip. Uh, that match wiped out and made up for how bad the story was. Again, uh, that... A great match can make up for a bad story better than a bad match can. I mean, yeah. that's what's happening with Nyla and Jade at the moment. This stuff is yeah. amazing because Nyla is amazing. Um, I don't think this would be nearly as funny if Nyla wasn't like right, amazing right. on Twitter. No other wrestler could do this title stealing yeah. thing and make it work like Nyla does for sure. She's amazing. Jennifer says, y'all need to read the, uh, y'all need to read the comic, do a powerbomb. It is phenomenal. Okay. Do a power I don't know what that is. Um, please give me more information, Jennifer. I would mm-hmm. appreciate that. Brent uh, also says the people who you listed uh, have keyed bad, bad faith and tribalism to a business model. That's very true as well. That's the other thing uh, that, as far as listed there is concerned. Like you look at stuff Jim Cornette likes versus stuff Jim Cornette hates, and the viewership on hates is way higher. Mm-hmm. He knows uh, where his bread yeah. is buttered. Shame Monster says, is Cargill a face going forward? I thought it was Nyla turning it first. No, she's the face. Hmm. Also, re-listen to uh, ATCQ's uh, Midnight Marauders today. Still so good. It's a great album. One of the best yeah. of Tribe Called Quest albums there is. One of the best hip-hop albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the best hip-hop albums of all time. Um, Jay, faces. yeah, I, don't think, I think there's, we're just supposed to like like Nyla because she's funny, but she's still a heel. And Jade is going to be a heel for a while. I don't think they're going to make a full change for a minute. Yep. Uh, let's see. We've got uh Chi-Town Spurs says the woman who has elevated herself the most in the Triple H era is Rhea and she doesn't even wrestle at the moment. I expected more. Um I think yeah. they dropped the ball with Rhea uh hard, especially after mm-hmm. well not even after no, Vince, at, at, the, at WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I think they screwed her up by having her lose that match to Charlotte and I mean I think she's she's had good moments since then, but she's mm-hmm. never quite hit the peak that she was at at that time. Right. Um, Kieran George says WWE feels complete with Bray returning. Never should have been cut to begin with. I've always said he could have uh, he could have be the Randy Orton to Roman Reigns as John Cena of this oh, yeah. era. By the way, Bray's a good wrestler, Reg. LOL. You just said a bunch of ew in there, Kieran. A bunch of shit that's nasty. No, I, I'll say this, facts in there, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, talking about the idea that WWE feels complete right now. Mm. So. One of the things I am interested in, because one of the things that Hunter has been doing in this run is bringing a lot of people back. That mm-hmm. is his game plan. He brings back people that, especially people he was familiar with the booking of because he was booking them. When he was booking um, Karrion Cross, he was the one booking um, Dexter Loomis. He was the one booking uh, Dakota Kai and so on. I said all that to say that 
the one thing that hasn't been done yet in this whole run is introducing somebody new. I am curious what that's going to be like. Like there was talk that, um, and I asked about this and they weren't really sure where that even came from, uh, specifically Matt Taven. Uh, but they, there was talk that uh, Matt Taven was the one sought after by WWE. Mm. Um and so there was no truth to that rumor that was going around. It's not that there's no truth to it because the the very rumor could have just been that um, a writer could have said or Booker. I mean, somebody not somebody Booker, could have somebody, been like, "We're interested in Matt Taven." Yeah, yeah. right. Um, but specifically, as far, and that that part could very well be true. But as far mm-hmm. as Matt Taven himself having um, like any extensive discussions with WWE, um, yes. at least not as not any different than he did with AEW, like he was uh it just for them to for him to be specifically cited was what i was told was a little odd um but again that's an interesting thing right because he hasn't been in wwe and so the one thing we haven't seen from hunter is a debut that uh is somebody entering the ecosystem for the first time and i'm curious what that's going to be like uh because it's it's bound to happen. We're eventually going to start seeing people at the top level start jumping ship, and I I'm very curious what that's going to look like. Yeah, somebody that's not a return. Uh, yeah, somebody that's not a re- just, that, that's just a, a brand new debut. I think that's a while off. I don't think we'll see that for a while because I think he's he's burning through the rolodex on all these guys he's calling back. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Um, I yeah. do think. I was just gonna say I do think that the the programming does feel better. It's a it's in a better place than it had been, mm-hmm. um, but I am a little concerned that it just feels like you're just like filling up the party, but you don't really have any plans on what to do. It's like get everybody here, but what's the plan? Um, yeah, and that's a big criticism people have for Tony, and uh, we're kind of starting to see that on the other end. Good example is Hit Row, um, and. Uh, they kind of got squashed by Legado del Fantasma yesterday. Um, that match went a minute 22, and it was, uh, and you know, clean, buddy. Shit. I, and not only did they beat him clean, if you are somebody who follows WWE canonically from NXT on, and you saw that. Legato del Fantasma. Who would you say has been their biggest rival? I guess maybe not their biggest rival, but let's go the other direction. Who was Hit Row's biggest rival? Legato del Fantasma. Um, Legato. Yes. (laughs) So they were able to hang with each other when they had Swerve. And I feel like you just told the audience that this group that had gone toe-to-toe with this other group all through NXT, now all of a sudden gets squashed by them in a minute 22. The, what's the only difference between then and now? You just told the audience they are not as good without Swerve. You just told them that. Yes. Right on camera. Right on your show with your minute uh, and a half wrestling match. I, I still think also other one of the big things Triple H hasn't fixed is tag team wrestling. And I right. think that that's still, you still being, can't figure it out. That's still a problem. I still don't think that tag team wrestling is being highlighted very well. I don't think that there are any real feud for those titles. 
it seems like they're now trying to push the new day into protecting their record. That's a good story, but that's not a that's not a real feud. And we've seen so many times. It's like I just I don't know. I want them to do something new with their tag teams. Mm-hmm. Um, words from Wills says, uh, "What's up to the three kings of Fightful?" Uh, thoughts on Jade Cargill's long-term booking. I love seeing her book strong, but at this point, who beats her? I don't see it being Nyla. It's not Nyla. Uh, it seems like Nyla is being used to turn her face. Um, I, I mean, she's, she's Jade, her face. Jade beating up those guards yesterday, though, was one of the bad, most badass images I've ever seen for a, uh, a woman, period. And I thought that... Uh, I suppose if there was a way to turn her face, Jade Cargill single-handedly taking down male and female security guards is a great look. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And they were bumping like crazy for her. Yeah. I don't know what the end goal is, but I am still very much enjoying her title reign. I've seen people that say Mm -hmm. it's getting stale. I disagree. I think the appeal of her doing stuff like this, um, beating down security guards and being just like dominant, and it's not just like she's going in and beating people. It's that she's doing exactly what she's told you she's going to do. Like, she gets an opponent. She beats them down pretty quickly. I'm off to the next one. Um, when she cut that promo after she beat uh, Diamante, and she was like, nah, bring whoever you want. They're going to get their ass beat, too. I was like, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm telling you that from day one, and she's been delivering. So I I love it. I Because we don't get to see black women booked this dominant that often. And so I think to have a black champion that is a woman book this this dominant and not just not just beat people in ring, but get to do cool that's probably with the security guards, which by the way, her knocking the one dude out and then standing over him and and talking while Nyla ran behind her. Hilarious. <laughs> um but yeah, I think what they're doing with her is great. I don't know what the end game end goal is. I think even once she loses the title, I think she's bound to move up to the main title even after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Where is Miro? Filming or injured again? Uh, it's a good question. Probably yeah, going know. to ask. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, goth style pile driver says Hangman continues to have the drippiest pants I've ever seen on camera. Pause. Drippiest pants is funny, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I love Hangman. I, 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 I love that he's getting a chance to reestablish his character. Uh, he's definitely going to lose this match to Mox, but I think this is a good thing just to remind people of what the character is. And I bet you that match is going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be great. This guy had it's one gonna... of the best matches of the year. I think people forget that. He right. had one of the best matches, legitimately one of the best matches of the year with Brian, um, mm-hmm. which, by the way, you can read all of my front runners for matches of the year at BleachReport.com. Let's but, go, baby. Adam, come on. Hangman is one. He's, he's had, I feel like, two of the best matches of this year, to be honest with you. Uh... Let's see. Mad King says Sheeta versus Athena, one of uh, my most hyped match AEW matchups. Um, yeah, I mean, if you've ever seen the match in Shimmer, they had, uh, I think it was 2014, uh, Hikaru Sheeta versus Athena. Check that out if you've never seen it. Um, it's pretty easily available. I'm pretty sure. I want to make sure say that before I, I looked that up before I say it. But yeah. let's see, Athena versus Hikaru Sheeta. Did happen. It was Shimmer 66. 
April 13th, 2014. Look at that. Uh, happened in Berwyn, Illinois. Um, Berwyn. <laughs> that Ber- Berwyn Eagles? Berwyn. E- Eagles Club. Berwyn. Yes. <laughs> yes, of course, Phil knows. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, funny story. There's a guy that used to work at an office I was in, and his name was Cicero. Cicero is like a small town in Illinois as well. And so one of the guys on my desk was like, where's this, where's this Berwin guy? I was like, Berwin. Illinois. All right. Well, that's it for Super Chats. That's it for the Humper Chats. Thank you, everybody who sent in a Super Chat. Thank you, everybody who sent in a Humper Chat. Um, and thank you to everybody who watched this afternoon. Uh, always going to be fun. Uh, and we continue to have fun. Check me out tomorrow. I'm on After the Week with Denise Salcedo. Uh, it's going to be earlier this week because Denise is in Mexico hey. or Triple Mania. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, therefore. She's going to get her pronunciation off and, and make uh, shallow white people angry. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I thought that was she covering or she's just attending? Um, I mean, she's always covering this. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's, it, I mean, like official, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what she's doing there. I'll ask, mm. I guess, but we got to record early. So Denise has me up at 9 a.m. my time. We so are, that's, we are recording something with Denise next week too, aren't we? Oh, that's right. Yeah. We have that thing coming up. This is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Are we recording something with her on like the 20th or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Will was on, all man. the way out. He didn't know at all. <laughs> Look, man. October is my birthday month. Like, I already got like a hundred thousand plans at the moment, and so uh, if something slips through, I am sorry. But yes, we are doing a thing. My bad. Uh, I was like, y'all plan something without me? I'm like, no, we sure didn't. I. Yeah, you were there too. Them. You're definitely. I was definitely in. there. I'm. I'm sorry. I just. I spaced it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Thank you, everybody. But check out after the week. Uh. YouTube.com/slash Denise Salcedo. Uh. Is where that show runs. And otherwise, I'll be back on day after Dynamite this coming Thursday. Um. Might have a really cool guest this week. So. Uh. I will. I always announce those on Thursday. But. Um. <laughs> You all will find out. Phil Plenty, anything you want to let people know? You just had a new article up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All of my front runners for a match of the year. If you disagree with me, don't tweet me to tell me you disagree. I don't care. I um, don't care. <laughs> I don't care. No, I'm just playing. If you, yeah, feel free to comment with what you think is match of the year. I just, I, I, I also see that people do this thing with lists where it's just like, well, I'm right. And Here we go again with that word. I'm triggered. Lists. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a weird month for this. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, check that out. I also wrote something on, uh, Gunther this week. I think what they've been doing with Gunther is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I was skeptical on the name change, but I think they've got something special in them at the moment. They really built up a contender like to, you know, for the future. Yeah, you know, if they actually wanted their champion to lose, they would have options. I don't know what that. that I don't know what that means. Their champion doesn't lose. No. It's a champ forever. Never. Yes, and it's me. I don't have anything to promote. I don't know. It's uh, Grapsity. Listen to Grapsity. Ask Grapsity. Uh, get you a PWI subscription. Rightsredge.bandcamp.com. You know, 
We here every week, baby. Yeah, uh, we might have some stuff coming, you know. Oh yeah, we got some really cool things we're uh, working on. So we're gonna keep moving forward, and we're gonna keep progressing. I don't know what word I'm trying to say, but yes, Graph City, yes. baby. Wolfville and Reg. Yeah, and uh, no, I was just reading this stuff about. Uh, so yes, prayers up to one uh, Dikembe Mutombo, who oh, they just put a statement out that he's um, got a brain tumor and oh. he's receiving treatment. And uh, the NBA just put that statement out, so um, didn't get a chance oh, to see that until just right now. That really sucks. So. Oh, man. Rest in peace to Kitamura as well. Forgot about that. Um, and yeah. shout out to Surf, too, for that Rico yeah. charge. God damn it. It's awful out here for us. Jesus. All right. Yes. Yes. Anyway, folks, we'll see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.